Hey, welcome to episode 15. Whoa. Episode 15. 15. I know we get excited about Holy every single smokes. episode on here, yeah. but it's really true because we are very excited that we are still able to do the show. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Even if you didn't watch or listen, I think we'd still do it because we yeah. enjoy it so much. Yeah. So. Thank you, Clue Studio, yep. for sponsoring Achoo. the studio. And Adam, how was your weekend, man? Man, it was good. Other than some certain teams losing. Ah. But uh, Saturday, I went to the UNO. Uh, <laughs> the what? The UNO uh, Coliseum, wherever the old movie theater used to be at Lima. They had a uh, Halloween show playing. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, it was awesome. My cousin's band, Electric Circus, once again played there. Okay. Really fun. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, Brother, I believe me. And one other one. I can't remember. I apologize. Um, they went on first, but that was really fun. Okay. Um, then Saturday or uh, Sunday, watched, you know. Of course, sports, yeah. football, and everything. Unfortunately, Browns and the Bengals. Uh, I know, I know. And I think I lost in fantasy. Yeah, but it was still a good weekend. <laughs> still a good weekend, you know. We went tailgating for the Buckeyes game. Oh, that's right. How was that? How it was that a good go? time, it was especially a good with time, them man. winning. So that was good. Yeah, I mean, the first quarter was a little shaky. Mm-hmm. Uh, towards the end of the first half was a lot better, and then the second half was definitely our game. Yeah, definitely. It was a pretty close one, a little wrecky. But, hey, yeah. we got Michigan State next, then Michigan. The thing is that everybody's going to give us their best. Uh, that's what they need. Mm-hmm. It's Ohio State. I yeah. would take nothing but yeah. the absolute, you know. Yeah. I agree. But no, it was good, man. The tailgate was fun. We had a lot of fun. Which Me and Adam are actually tailgating this weekend at the Bengals and Browns game. Yep, we will so be there. So if you are out at the Bengals and Browns game for Sunday, uh, hit us up on YouTube or our YouTube channel. Or hit us up yep. on, um, we do have an Instagram now mm-hmm. that Adam takes care of. Hit us up on Instagram. Best. Message us on Instagram if you guys are going to be at the Browns and Bengals game. And we can meet up. Yes. So should be a good time. We are going to try to hook it up pretty early so we can uh, be out there partying. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm super excited. Me too. So, yeah. So other than that, though, I mean, yeah, I mean, we had a pretty busy weekend for the most part. We, mm-hmm. Me and my wife, we stayed in Columbus over the weekend. So, oh, really? Yeah. Stayed overnight after the tailgating? Yeah. Yeah, we stayed nice. We stayed the night or whatever. We visited an old friend, uh, got to see his newborn baby. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I got to see where he's living at now. Old friend of ours. You, you actually know him. Uh, old, old Drew. Drew P. Okay, yeah, Parker, yeah. right on. Yeah, yeah, I'm dude. glad he's still alive and kicking. He's still alive Having and kicking. Babies kicking. That's good. <laughs> yep, making babies kicking. <laughs> so, got to meet up with him though. It's been a while, so that was fun. Um, but yeah, man, we just we it was a it was an overall good weekend. You know, we picked up the kids yesterday. They stayed with our with our in laws, and that was yeah. They had a good time. Kid free weekend, huh? It was a, yeah. It was a, it was a well, kid, half, it was half. a kid free Saturday. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you got to stay Saturday. in Columbus after that. That's good. Yeah, yeah. We stayed at a uh, hotel called uh, the Moxie. Okay. It was uh, it was it was an interesting hotel. Nice hotel. Just, uh, it was nice. Yeah, it was a nice hotel. It was just mm-hmm. an interesting hotel. So like, you know, most places really try to, uh, you know. Show off the the ah and the wow, yeah. you know the glitz and the glamour of like mm-hmm. uh, having your own room and stuff like that. This place not so much. Really? Uh, Aztec type sheets, like like Indian, like uh, Aztec Indian type of mm-hmm. uh, uh, designs on the comforter and stuff like that. Okay, um, it's a bed on a wooden pallet almost. 
Okay. Um, nice and simple. I nice like and that. simple. A TV on the wall. There's no dressers. Probably about 40 different type of uh, pegs in the wall, though, that you can hang stuff on. <laughs> no dressers. Just uh, no dressers. hang everything out in the wall. There's, I kind of like that, too. There's one nightstand. Okay. Uh, not two. There's only one. And then you have a bathroom. When you go to check in, you check in at, like, a bar. Okay. There's All like right. a the lobby is like a is like a big bar. That's cool. And when you go to check in, they're like, "Here's your two tokens. Um, our rooms are made for sleeping. The party's down here. Your first free, your first two drinks are on us." What? Yeah, for real? Was, yeah, that's how kind of we were welcomed. <laughs> that's all. Yeah. So. No dressers. Pegs on the wall. Yeah. Check in at the bar. Free drink tickets. Yeah. Yeah. And this is called the Moxie in Columbus. Yo. You're doing it right, Moxie. You're doing it right. That sounds great. <laughs> so, unfortunately, though, the worst part of that trip, um, and I hate to say it, but you know what? I This is why we have a show. Mm-hmm. But we did go down to uh, the town hall for breakfast that morning, or brunch, more or less. Okay. Uh, there's a place called the Town Hall that's right below our hotel. Oh, not the town. It's just the place is called Town Hall. That's what it's called, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, it's a brown backers bar, too. Brown backers? Yeah, yeah. Like so all brown All Browns fans. fans. Okay, right yeah, on. Yeah. Matter of fact, when we walked in, there was a girl dressed like a zombie Browns player, and she's like, you want a selfie with me? I was like, it's pretty forward, but no. Uh. And she's like, she's like, well, why not? I was like, and I read her shirt, and I was like, I'm a Bengals fan. She's like, this is a Browns bar. I was like, well, I'm coming here for avocado toast, so, <laughs> so you know. <laughs> this is uh, also Bengals money, so. <laughs> Want to accept it or not? It's up to you. <laughs> so, so we sat down though. We it was a so half of the bar is like you either go with a waitress or the other half of the bar is you self serve yourself. Hmm. So it's a little different. So I walked up to the kiosk. I ordered food. I ordered drinks for ourselves, and mm-hmm. then I stepped off to the side and I asked the lady. I was like, "How does this work?" I was like, "Do I just wait? Are you guys still making my drinks?" She's like, "Yep." I was like, okay, so then like somebody right. comes out and says like your last name. She's like, yeah, that's exactly what happens. I was like, all right, cool. I was like, well, we're like tucked away in this like little like corner of this bar. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is anybody gonna see us? And she's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we ask everybody. I'm like, all right, great. So we get our drinks, and then it's 55 minutes later, and I'm like uh, noticing people like around us already eating, like who got there after us. Bro, is your food just like sitting out there in limbo? So my wife walks up to the. To like the uh, cashier, and she's like, "Hey, you know, we've been waiting here for fifty-five minutes, like no food or anything." And the guy goes, "Oh, we called your name like a half hour ago. Your food's sitting over there. It's cold now. I don't, do you want it?" What? Yeah, I've been like, "No, I don't want my cold I'd, food." That's what I said, man. I was like, "I was like, no, I don't want my cold food." And he's like, "We can reheat it up, or we can remake it." And I was like, "Nah." I was like, "Just give me my refund, and we'll get out of here." Uh, well, at least, I mean, they said they'll remake it, but they offered, yeah, we'll, we'll put it in the microwave for you. No yeah. problem. Like, yeah. Nah. I was a little bit disappointed in that. That's like, we'll say the name on that. That sucks. Maybe they're just having a off day or something. I don't know. I, but the thing was, was that he told us, he's like, well, we didn't see you because you were sitting in that corner. And I specifically told like the lady beforehand, I was like, Hey, we're sitting in that corner. Yeah. Just she's so like, you know. Oh yeah. We, yeah. She we, was like, Oh yeah, pay yeah, attention. yeah. We know. We know. Your name, like, like, what, like, what's the names they call? Like, they call like Reigns. Yeah, yeah, they had her last name. Like, well, yeah, we called your name like half an hour. ago. The thing is, like, me and my wife, like, we're starving at the time. You know, we just got done drinking all day at tailgate. Like, Mm -hmm. it's hangover food time. Yeah. 
So we're like, man. So you're listening this, for the call. Where is this food? Like, <laughs> like hey, the whole listen, time. Like listening to your name or anything remotely yeah. that sounds close to yours and nothing, huh? Yeah. But hey. Lame. That's what life's all about. Yep. That's why we need insurance. That's Speaking of. <laughs> you see that segue there? Yeah. So we got Chris Ewald on the show today to talk to us a little Ooh. bit about uh, his background and how he came up uh, through the ranks in uh, becoming an insurance specialist. And, uh, we, I, you know, I... I've talked to Chris a couple of times here and there. He's in B and I with me. Nice. Um, uh, we've had we've had a few one on ones where we've just talked business, uh, but this is going to give us a chance to really dive into uh, him as a person and an individual. So uh, I'm excited. Let's wait no further and get him on the show. Roll it. Hey, welcome back to the show. The hey. social guy's here. <clears throat> we want to thank Clue Studio, our sponsors for the studio. And we want to thank Chris Ewald coming on the show with us. Yeah, thanks, man. From Ewald Financial Services. Right? Absolutely. Is yes. Financial Services, right? Ewald Financial <clears throat> Services. Yes. Your senior market specialist since 1999. Wow. 99. So, quick couple questions for you here, Chris, right off the bat. Sure. <clears throat> Where did you grow up in Walpock? I I grew up yes I we actually are because my brother loves writing off uh, I think it's like thirty seven and a half percent of the business it it's in our childhood home oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so I I, yeah, I grew yeah. up in the house where we now sell insurance out of and where I used to oddly fold newspapers you know back when back when uh, kids delivered newspapers right. and actually collected the money i remember it's, playing it's, the video game yeah, yeah it's it's very it's very strange Paper to boy. to now have clients in that same uh you know like four block neighborhood yeah. of people that i delivered uh, newspapers to you know some 30 years ago right so now, that's cool though so you graduated from walpock then Graduated from Wapak High, yes, in 1996. Now, did you play okay. any sports in high school? I did, yes. Uh, I played golf all four years. Lucky guy. I wish I would. Baseball four years, and uh, I was I was a so-so basketball player. I got I got mm-hmm. bounced after one year. I played freshman basketball. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool deal. So wasn't feeling it, or they actually kicked you off? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> Uh, I was uh, I was always a better baseball player than I was a basketball player, mm-hmm. and it was just we had an exceptional class that was ahead of us. Oh, so you're just like, yeah, I'm gonna let you guys take. Yeah, care of we had an exceptional <laughs> class in '95 that was ahead of us that that had a lot of talent, and then uh, there was a class behind me that had maybe more talent in, in other people's minds <laughs> yeah, than actually right. was produced on the court. But be that as it may, yeah, we. Uh, there was a handful of us that that we only played just that one season of basketball, and it you know it worked out great for me because I then worked in the off season as far as because I was a catcher in baseball. Oh, okay, so, so it, it it helped me, and then I eventually I stayed in basketball because I I actually got licensed to be a basketball official. Which oh, really? is another aspect of my kind of crazy busy life. Oh, right on. So, That's cool. so yeah, that happened. <laughs> that happened my senior year. So I've been licensed, uh, yeah, since October, November, nineteen ninety five. So you've wow. been so you've been uh, officiating or refereeing. What do they call it? Which one? Uh, the blanket statement is officiating. So okay. that that's what I always go to okay. because because that 
you know, over the the four sports that I still dabble in, mm-hmm. as yeah. far as uh, football, basketball, baseball, softball. Yeah, uh, uh, officiating is the it's the blanket statement that covers uh, all sports. Right. We talked to Tyler. Tyler Copeland was on the uh, show a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We talked to him about that. He said there was what is it? the referee is the main guy, right? Right. That's yeah. what. Yeah. yeah that's what's. That's what's confusing about football is you actually have the positional breakdowns. So like, yeah. like I joke about myself because I am the the guy in the white hat. So yeah. I'm uh, the douchey guy in the white hat on Friday <laughs> nights is what I call myself. <laughs> yeah. But then you have you know the, the, through the middle you have the umpire that's lined up. Yeah. You know, basically behind the linebackers, and then a back judge. Right. Is you know twenty five yards off the line of scrimmage, and then. You have the two guys on the sidelines, the headlinesman and the the line judge. But yeah, if you just say because it becomes confusing as far as yeah, I refed this game or I umpired this game. It's, yeah, and you're like, yeah, it yeah it so it kind of threads this needle between different <laughs> yeah. sports. So if you just say so yeah, I officiated last night, <clears throat> covers all bases. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. That's, all right, gotcha. Makes more sense that way. Yes. I'm sure we could probably dive into a whole nother podcast <clears throat> show on we, that. Yeah, I could I could tell officiating <laughs> stories all day and all night. Well, maybe we'll have to have you on yes. for a second show. Then for that mm-hmm. reason alone, I'm sure we could. Uh, yes, I'm sure we have questions. <laughs> I always awesome. I always joke, and I'm happy to talk about the business. But I always yeah. joke. They're like, "Why do you officiate so much?" I go because the stories are a lot more interesting. <laughs> yes. I mean, I could sit here and tell you about. Oh my God! This person only got a six percent rate increase on their health insurance <laughs> or their Medicare supplement, and that's great. That's a win for us yeah. because we're retaining, you know, hopefully a longtime client. But yeah. but uh, you guys would be bored to tears about me talking about that. Yes, so my weird. wife and I's obnoxious date night in America, you know, on Wednesday nights, going out to these swanky restaurants to kind of piggyback on what Treg was talking about in the. In the intro there, you know, because we, we, I think we went to almost virtually every place in the short north in Columbus. Oh, mm. the short north's amazing. Yeah. It is. Yeah, the, you know, doing that kind of stuff is, is way more way more interesting than, than my, my day-to-day. And I'm sure that, that, for full disclosure, Tyler Copeland, Koenig Insurance, that's who I have my homeowner's insurance through. Great, great organization. <laughs> nice plug. Uh, uh, yeah, Tyler's my cousin, so he actually... He kind of grew up uh, at 316 Glenwood Road, which oh, is nice. where Ewald Financial Services is, is located oh, at. Oh, cool. Yeah, his, his mom is my Aunt Barb and is my mom's younger sister. So, gotcha. oh, right so Tyler, liter- my mom babysat Tyler and his, his two <laughs> older sisters. So now, nice. was, was, was Ewald Financial Services before you and your brother, or did you guys start that? No, we we always make the joke that we're just sons of a truck driver, which yeah. is, is literally true. Our uh, our dad. And there's is, nothing wrong with that. There's nothing no, wrong no. at all. No, it provided us with a great living. Um, yeah. My my dad worked for Pepsi. Okay. As oh, a sa- as a salesman uh, for a number of years, really for half of his life, because I think he left when he was 42 and had started when he was 21. So wow. that was really the only thing that I knew growing up as a kid. I yeah. mean, and I was such a loyalist, and he was as far as you know, he was this long. He was a teamster, uh, union you know, guy, huh? Union guy did did well. Um, you know, and his, it's so funny because. 
some of the things you know i joke about the newspaper route you know that job doesn't exist anymore right. my dad's job that he did no longer exists because they do all these pre-orders yeah. and you know they just buck it off of the you know the semi truck my yeah. dad was you know, he was kind of a one-man show as far as doing it. All you know, he did he did all the sales, he did all the entry, he built the displays inside the stores. Oh yeah, and yeah, you know, when we got old enough, uh, my two older brothers and I tagged along. You know, for for some of that. So, so yeah, you know, I'm I'm proud of that lineage. You know, as That's far awesome. as yeah, you that know, making that That's little cool. that little joke. You know, as yeah. far as my my <laughs> humble uh, beginning. Yeah, we did not inherit a, a book of business. I mean, which yeah. is which is really kind of unorthodox when it comes yeah. to um, to the insurance world because it, most of it is multi generational, and you're in, inheriting, yeah. you know, great grandfather, grandfather, yeah. you know, dad or mom, right? Um, their book of business. No, my brother, uh, God love him, Todd started it from scratch. That's where his background is. Mm. He majored in finance and economics at Ohio Northern. Okay. So he's he's way smarter than I am when, when it comes to to this. I'm, I'm just kind of the P.T. Barnum of Ewald Financial Services as far as being the carnival barker, because my background is journalism and English is what I studied at the nice. uni- University okay. nice. of Toledo. So, nice. so yeah, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. We would we would kind of thumb our nose in the journalism world. <laughs> At people that took the public relations route, <laughs> and now I just feel like I'm a PR machine. So I've just nothing it's, wrong with it's that. Come, no, no, it's no. come full circle yeah. for yeah. me I as far as as far as the the PR, you know. And that's the thing about our business is, you know, always be closing or yeah. you know to to do the old SNL skit uh, with Alec Baldwin. Is it too soon to make Alec Baldwin no. jokes? No. Okay. Uh, always be cobbling. They did the the <laughs> SNL skit. The the play on Glenn Carey, Glenn Ross, which is one of my favorite favorite plays, movies, and then that skit. So, so of course, I'm going to shill here a little bit and nice. give you guys. Uh, well, thank you. I, I know you need another can cooler, like the world needs another folk singer. Yeah, to, to, to quote to quote yes. the old Cracker song from not the only, '90s. Not only that, I, so. I still have I still have like 200 cankoozies left from my wedding that happened eight years ago. Yes. <laughs> so at least you know it stands out because yeah, it's it pink, does. and then yeah. uh, I like then it. you have then you have maybe the the one or two time antimicrobial Ewald Financial Services click stick pen there. So nice. I didn't know you guys have an Instagram. Feels good. Yeah, we sure do. I did not know that. Yeah, you, at, you, at Ewald Financial. Are you on there quite often? Um, anything that I do on Facebook, yeah, because of the integration. Oh, it just, it just yeah, because over. of the integration yeah. with that. I'm always, uh, yeah. yeah, I just did. Uh, that actually creates a great segue as far as one of the last posts that I would have done on there would have been our open enrollment campaigns. Okay. Yep. Which I always kind of feel like it's a two-front war this time of year because mm-hmm. Medicare open enrollment starts on October the 15th. And then wow. today is actually the beginning of the individual health insurance okay. Uh, okay. marketplace health insurance. So. Yeah. November, so yeah, November first. November first. Yeah, it's a blitzkrieg. November first to December fifteenth. So if people aren't lucky enough to be covered by group health insurance, yeah, and get slotted into you know that world of where am I going to go to to get insured? And and I would argue that you know people are like, well, can I afford it? And I and I'm sure that other people in the business would say the same things. It's like, well, you know. 
can you not afford not to have it really yeah, right. as far as the, the you know the the cost of of health insurance and uh, just skyrocketing medical expenses yeah. uh, i mean almost 20% yeah. to throw some numbers at you before we get into probably some more interesting stuff as far as other aspects of my You're life good. but You're good. uh Keep yeah rolling, i mean man. 20 20% of uh people that are in bankruptcy yeah in the united states is due to medical expenses Oh, oh, I believe really? that. So, I mean, it's I one. It's that. one in five I'm people. It's not more. Yeah. Uh, it, well, it's probably underreported, but I mean, as far as what shows up on people's credit scores, it. it I mean, it affects your your whole financial life as far as yeah. you know. If you're rolling the dice and not not being insured, yeah. Because some of the people, you know, when when they'll come in and and talk to Todd and I, and and they're starting to look at some plans that would be available in Auglaize County and some of the surrounding counties. And I mean, we do business with people over the telephone all over the state and we're licensed in other right. states and right. all that's, you know, that's on our, our, our website on ewaldfinancial.com and then on the Google business page as far yeah. as doing, uh, and we had talked about that before, um, as far as the state of Texas. I mean, we're licensed in the state of Texas. So, um, very cool. Yeah. You know, we can, nice. we can sell people health insurance and Medicare supplements and, yeah, life insurance. Yeah, Adam just moved from Texas. Dude. Yeah, that's what that's what Adam was telling me earlier. So well, I'm gonna talk to you after this because I I need to get some life insurance, man. We can do it. Yeah, we can do it. I just I just wrote a check for uh, my. Twenty-year term life insurance. That I have. I'll put that referral in B and I. Yes, <laughs> yes. Always get credit. Always get so credit. I moved back and I'm getting every all the hookups. <laughs> Got t- insur- car insurance from Tyler. I get life insurance <laughs> from Chris. Um, yes. Quick question though for you, real, real fast. Uh, or, or did you have more to input on that? Okay. No. Okay. So, um, quick question though, real quick. Right after high school. What what was your what was your plan? Did you, I mean was it always insurance uh, motivated? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. So you uh, said you went to the university. Did you want to be a journalist? Is that what? Yeah, that you know, and I going? and I did. You know, to a certain degree, I was a uh, card carrying journalist. As far as uh, I was never. I was I was ne- I knew that I was never cut out to do you know like newspaper work. Oh, just yeah, just because. Yeah, you are. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I'm good. I'm good at beating. I'm good at beating deadlines. Have you ever seen? Deadlines. Have you ever met some of those people that do that stuff? Oh yeah, I mean, I've been around them the yeah. majority of my life. So yeah, they're weirdos. You could definitely <laughs> do that job. I qualify as a weirdo, yeah. But I mean, well, no, I'm not. I'm saying that you're. <laughs> You have more of a personality than some of those people do. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. For, for some of the you're people. overqualified is what I'm trying to say. That's funny. Well, that's <laughs> like you go weirdo. No, but I mean, as far as you know, one of the first things that that you do, you know, in J school is you're you know write an obituary, and it's like yeah, you know, it's. That's not great yeah, as far as right. yeah. as far as just yeah. knocking out you know the the nuts and bolts mm-hmm. of of a story. I was always as you know because because Treg knows me and knows how you know verbose I can be and laborious with the you know some of my points. <laughs> Lengthy. Uh, no, I was I was always into longer form stuff as yeah. far as writing, and yeah. and that's what I did. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I, you know, I was lucky enough to get some stuff published and, you know, yeah. proud of some of the research work that I did really on kind of an unknown local hero in uh, Dudley Nichols, yeah. who's the first person ever to refuse an Academy Award. That happened back in March 1936. Uh, so you talked about after college. I mean, one of the things that I did was take kind of this Kerouacian trip uh, across country with uh, my buddy Hollywood Todd Brown, as I call him, who who lived in L.A. for I think Todd was out there for at least a dozen years. Your brother's name was Todd too, right? So not to get that confused. Not to, no, yeah, not to be confused with the uh, yeah Todd Ewald. This yeah. would be Todd Brown, who was uh, a few years behind me. He would have been a class in '99 at Wapak High. Okay, uh, he was. He was always the guy, you know, and, and he did work in film and, you know, produce some stuff and has written a book and, and that yeah. sort of thing. So nice. that's kind of, I mean, that's where I wanted to, to take things. And then, you know, when, when forbearances run out on student loans and that sort of thing, it's like, <laughs> oh, well, what am I going to do now? So yeah. it was one of those things where I just... I did kind of, uh, you know, dabble in, do, do freelance writing for a while and you know made a little bit of money but it wasn't anything that was consistent right. how how was it <clears throat> because that was i mean that's pre you know how we are now with the internet i mean not to make you sound old or anything but i'm saying no, like true though, but i'm saying how did you find freelance work at that time yeah it was it was tough i mean it yeah. wasn't it wasn't as easy to get something published as now right. i mean because I mean, you can you can throw your name out on uh facebook right now and you'll have a job tomorrow right yeah, yeah. because i mean everybody's starving for original content so yeah. yeah so yeah i mean to to do that now and to do kind of the gig work you know to use yeah. one of the yeah the recent catchphrases yeah i mean if i were to do it now I, I could certainly do it i mean i have i have other interests and ambitions as far as where i want to utilize some of my background when it comes to that yeah as far as uh I always joke with my wife, uh, Michelle, that you know I'm, I'm just going to ditch everything. I'm going to become a documentary filmmaker. <laughs> yes, because if you do that, I, you better call me. Cause yeah, because I, you know, I, <laughs> I secretly want to be Ken Burns. So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but uh, she's like, well, you know, I just I just left my job. <laughs> And we moved back here, you know, because we had an apartment in Columbus for right? for two years, yeah. and uh, you know weren't living together full time. Yeah. That's why I was able to, you know, just kind of gallivant around Columbus and go right. to right. go to all oh, the restaurants that. that we did on Wednesday nights. Because mm. yeah. people are like, "Well, what are you going to do now?" I'm like, "Well, it's going to be more difficult <laughs> to to find those kind of, you know." white white tablecloth settings yeah, and, and have yeah. that experience yeah. but right. um, no it was like everything i mean everything comes to a close in, mm -hmm. in some regard so yeah yeah it was a fun run but yeah. much rather much rather have my wife you know <laughs> buy me uh, you know every day so mm -hmm. right so, absolutely yeah. right so yeah that's cool so now so <clears throat> broadcast journalism school you're in there you're doing it you graduate what what switched your mentality to insurance really what did it was 
you know, Todd, my brother, was he was really just a one man show. You know, he so had, he was already doing it. He was already doing it. Yeah, because he actually when he was at Ohio Northern, he had started working for MetLife. Okay. Okay. So so yeah, he had a proper upbringing in the gotcha. insurance world gotcha. as far as being an agent with them, and you know, he got trained, and and it was. It was good for a few years, yeah. And then it was one of those things where MetLife was a—they were a mutual company, yeah. Mm-hmm. Since their inception, yeah. Which really, you know, there was a there was really an emphasis on customer service and building a relationship with clients and okay. keeping business in a house, you know, for multiple generations yeah well i believe it was in 1998 so it would have been towards the end of todd's tenure there they had their ipo and they became a publicly traded company and gotcha and all of their field offices started to go by the wayside really um yeah they only i I think they only have maybe maybe two or three field offices in the state of ohio now Oh, wow. oh wow! Didn't know that. And yeah, back in the day, as far as the seventy-five core, so they're just based off of corporate now. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Didn't know that. Yeah, because yeah. they they had um, I want on the on the I seventy-five corridor in our area because he was in the Lima office, and I believe they had an office in Finley in Toledo as well, and and I don't even know if they have that Toledo office now. So hmm. it was it was kind of a strange transition for them, you know, because all of a sudden you know they're beholden to not their clients anymore as far as being the mutual company, right. them essentially being the owners of the company. Yeah. Uh, they became beholden to the stockholders. So, yeah, it, it definitely changed things for him. And, and that's when he started kind of reflecting on, you know, well, what do I want to do? Right, right. You know, because I can't really be behind this, but I could be behind, you know, me starting my own thing. And, yeah. you know, he... He talked with, you know, because our parents were uh, both living at that time. And, yeah, he talked to them, and they're like, well, you know, you've, you've been trained. I mean, you're, you're ready for yeah. this moment if you want to go out on your own. I mean, it's a leap of faith because you're not really. It always is. Because, mm-hmm. because you're not, because, uh, you know, again, you were talking about, you know, how we came up, how we started, you know, not having a book of business. So. By Todd's, per, you know, grit and perseverance, yeah. you know, he created his own book of business. Right, right. So, cool. so yeah, you know, here we are, twenty-two years later, and uh, pretty proud of of no. what we've been able to accomplish. Oh, and, absolutely! And, and I, it's amazing. You know, as far as my entry to it, I came on board. You know, it would have been really in in two thousand and one. Mm-hmm. So after my little, you know, kind of two week vacation out to LA and doing some research on Dudley Nichols that I was able to accomplish. What, what year was that when you were in LA? Uh it was just before nine eleven. So it oh, would have been really? yeah. Wow. It was it was weird. I mean oh, in retrospect crazy time then to... it it's yeah, it's weird to think yeah. about it because in, in my lifetime I really think about three real seminal events as yeah. far as changing the landscape of things. Yeah. And that would have, I mean, I would have been in college, so that would have been, what, 420 of 1998? That's when Columbine happened as far as the school shooting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that completely changed, you know, and my entry into schools now is just through athletics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I I just think about my own 
high school experience and some of the stuff that I was, you know, able to to do and uh, think about, you know, the security levels now post Columbine. And then I think about the world of, of, you know, travel and leisure post 9-11 because I would have came back from L.A., the it would have been I think two or three weeks before nine eleven. That's insane. Yeah, and I, I mean, yeah, and think about so that. I mean, yeah, you're at all a, the things that you're at an inter, you know, you're at an international busy airport, and you kind of replay yeah. that, you know, as far as in your mind, it's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, you know, you're just thankful for, you know, you're thankful for every day, and it's it yeah, because yeah, I mean that that totally changed the landscape of everything, and then obviously the third thing would be what you know what's happened in the last couple of years as far as the you know the pandemic, yeah, yeah. so yeah. Um, so much stuff is which is which is scary stuff, and you know, mm-hmm. oh, it, is. I, it impacted me directly as far as yeah. you know my wife being in the ICU and and all that, so yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it's a unfortunate thing. Um, it's. I mean, it's a real thing, you know. I think a lot of people who, um, you know, we don't talk about it very much on this show, but um, we, you know, it is a real thing or whatever. But I mean, there's a lot of different speculations and theories mm-hmm. out there. I'm sure you've heard them all as well. So. Oh sure, yeah, and I don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm just. I, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to bang into that at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I you know, I'm glad hey. Todd Rundgren's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame now. But yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Bang, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bang a political drum yeah. on anything. So that's good. Well, hey, on that note, let's just take a break real quick and hear from our sponsors. What is DrinkAid? DrinkAid, previously known as Never Too Hungover, is an innovative and exciting nutritional supplement drink that is set to revolutionize the category of hangover prevention products. It's a perfect life hack for busy people who work hard, play hard, and enjoy life to the fullest. It comes in a 3.4-ounce bottle, TSA-friendly for travel, and is great-tasting dietary dietary supplement consisting of a natural blend of vitamins, antioxidants, amino acids, nutrients, and minerals. Its formula helps neutralize and process the toxins caused by alcohol in the liver, thus ensuring you feel great the morning after a night out on the town. Drink Aid. Celebrate and feel great with this low-calorie drink packed with vitamins and supplements. Thanks, Drink Aid. Hey, welcome back to the show. Hey. Chris, a couple more questions here for you. For one, so we just got done talking about uh, how you and your brother started the started the insurance company. Um, yeah, well, I'm going to correct you on that. He started. He started. It. You, you kind of joined in. Yeah, yeah. I was just the kid. Bro- I was the kid brother without a job. You know that had dabbled yeah. in you know freelance writing. I and, gave me uh, a job already. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. So I mean, I did. I simply by necessity. Just started, you know, answering phones and and so that's kind of how you got into the whole yeah and you know and then I you know that's eventually cool. eventually went and you know the Hondros College which mm-hmm. is one of the places that offers you know insurance classes and it's a big and uh, real estate it's a big college for like nursing and or like is it nursing or they do yeah at the Westerville like campus LPN maybe yeah they do I think it is the the They're big on realtors though too real yeah real estate yeah. Nursing, real estate, and insurance is really kind of their bread and butter. Nice. As far nice. as uh, I was going to say, I've heard no, I've heard that place before. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, though, with you, with your brother, kind of starting the insurance company and then turning it into a family business, um, you hear so much about all these big time insurance companies. I mean, you got what State Farm, you have. Um, you know all these bank-owned insurance companies. 
or used to be banks that are now just basically went full insurance. Sure. Um, you hear about all these places, and then you have Ewald Financial Services. There's a lot of big dogs out there. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> so, uh, you know, for you guys just to start, like, a small town, you know, family insurance company, I mean, were the, I mean, was it stacked, were the cards stacked against you guys? Yeah, I would, definitely. I yeah. mean, most, most startups, you know, I don't, I don't know what the, the actual figures are on that. I would say yeah. that they probably fail within the first, what, three years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I don't know definitively on yeah. that, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was one of those things where, you know, I, Todd's neck was on the line as far as, you know, what he wanted to accomplish. And then mm-hmm. as I got more involved in it, yeah. you know, I kind of, you know, it's like, well, okay, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> this is what yeah. I'm doing now. I, yeah, guess yeah, I'm an, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm an insurance guy. And, uh, but I mean, yeah, like, you know, because you're because because yeah, you could have hidden behind something else, but you know, it has right. it, and you know, it, the family name. I mean, it comes as yeah. as as people are no longer here. Yeah, um, yeah, the family name becomes more important. It's like right. okay, right. well, you know, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna scratch this out and you know make a living doing it. So, right. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't always as easy as it is now. I can, right. I can, I can assure you of that. Well, that's good. I can no, assure you. We're still doing with our business. Yeah, we, so yeah, we'll let no, you know yeah. we're still around in three years. Yeah, we were. <laughs> I can assure you. You know, well, in, no, even even yeah. in year even in year ten. Yeah, we were not even close to doing the volume that we are now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. I'll be honest with you, a lot of that because, I mean, the the whole – it was a whole paradigm shift as far as what happened with these open enrollments. Yeah. So that would have been under the Bush administration is when mm-hmm. they did the, the Medicare Modernization Act, which I believe was in 2003. Okay. I don't – I guess – so I, I do believe in facts, so if somebody wants to fact check me out there, they can, they can correct that. We'll throw it down right They here. can correct that if it if, – yeah. Uh, but uh, Medicare Part D, the prescription drug plans, that came yeah. into play in 2006. That was, the okay. first, that was the first year that they were available, and we were all in on that. And then, um, you know, so that got people, you know, coming through the, the turnstile, so to speak. Yeah. So, and those open enrollments have always been kind of our Trojan horse. Yeah. To get into more profitable things as far as within a household. So, okay. Okay. So as, you know, because it's pretty innocent to make a sale to somebody as far as, Really, the, the Medicare world, yeah. uh, if it's a traditional Medicare supplement or it's a Medicare Advantage plan or one of the prescription drug plans, or even if you still want to call it Obamacare as far as buying insurance through the health marketplace, which that would have started in 2014. Right. So yeah. making one of those sales to somebody and mm-hmm. them having a premium that, that in some instances could be very minimal, maybe even zero. As your as their comfort level rises with you and their level of trust, then you get into well, okay, um, I have a four hundred one k from three jobs ago, and and I've never done anything with it, you know. And the stock market's going gangbusters, but you know I should probably have my own IRA. So 
it's just building that rapport with with people and and yeah. having a comfort level you yeah. know to to do to do more transactions within a household and uh, yeah you know hopefully locking up their business and then you know being part of an organization like BNI Moon Lake BNI shout out to them as far as business networking international uh, and developing those re- relationships with other business people that depend yeah. on referrals so it it just it's created kind of the spider web, you know, as far as just, uh, yeah, you know, like business is good. Right. I can't, We're, I'm not going to complain. Right. Hell well, yeah. I, and, and I wasn't trying to say, um, you know, you know, are you guys all right? You know, by by saying you know we're the card stacked against you. I'm just saying, like you hear about all these bigger and larger companies. I mean, you guys going into it, it had to have been a rough start. I'm sure it was a rough start. I'm not going to say it wasn't for you, um, but I. I'm, what I'm trying to lean into a little bit is going into that going into that room with a bunch of guys who all play middle linebacker. <laughs> you know, uh, it, you know, was it is it um, is it tough at times to to compete, or is there or is there even competition? Or I mean, anymore, a lot of people try to, and we know this. You know, anymore, a lot of people like small town, like mm-hmm. mom and pop places. You know, so called. Um, but you know, they they almost gravitate towards that more now especially more now than they did 10 years ago yeah yeah i I would say so uh one of the one of the things that that todd and i really calculated after the financial meltdown you know of 2008 2009 uh, you know and we and we put it on most everything you know it's because i'm the word guy you know because that's my background so I came up with the the cute catchphrase as far as senior market specialist. Well, yeah, it's a catchphrase, and it might be a little gimmicky, but that's really our mission statement as far as what we're about. Because sure. because other than you know this time of year, as far as the individual health insurance market, yeah, even with those people included, which is you know thousands of clients as far as throughout the state of Ohio that trust mm-hmm. us. To do the heavy lifting as far yeah. as going on to healthcare.gov and and doing that, and it's done at no additional cost to them, right? Because right. the cost is built into, you know, the pricing, the way that they do it, and, yeah. and it's private insurance that, is, you know, it's just the rules of the game. So it's private insurance that you're getting because of your financial situation, depending yeah. on where you're slotted in your tax bracket, you're getting a tax credit. That the federal government is verifying through your tax returns and saying, okay. "Okay, this is verified. This is what we have. You know, that's consistent with what you've made the last few years. This is what we're going to offer you." Yeah. So, so you know, with that coming into play in 2014, it, what what it did, and talking before about that paradigm shift as far as our business, this used to be the deadest time of the year for us because. I mean, it's November 1 today, and everybody's focus is Christmas, the holidays. Yeah. yeah. What, buying, are we, what are we doing? Buying gifts. Yeah, what are we doing for the holidays? Yeah. Well, now it's become this reassessment of what am I going to do about my health insurance? So, so it opened up new opportunities for you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's good. That's nuts. Didn't realize that. Yeah. I, I mean... Yeah, and there were about that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, and there was you know there were some people you know older agents, uh, you know because I mean Todd would have been 
<laughs> Let me do the backwards math. He would have been 26 okay. when he when he started Ewald Financial Services. Oh, really? Mm. In '99. That's a okay. that's a young mind at that time, right? To yeah. Dive into something like that, right? So yeah, I mean, he just turned 48. Yeah. You know, I'm knocking at 44. So you're, so, so you're sitting at 18 years open right now. Uh, 22 actually. Or, or, sorry, 22. Yeah, yeah. yeah it started nice. in '99. I'm very good at math. <laughs> I am. With, I am with. Yeah, I'm very good at seeing. I'm too vain to wear glasses, but with these contacts in, I can see you guys just fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's crazy. So now, is there a certain? Uh, is there a specialty insurance that you guys kind of specialize in? Is there? I mean, do you guys kind of do everything across the board? Or just basically stay in, like, life insurance? We, we, do, we do everything. Yeah. Um, we do everything except we don't do individual stock sales. Okay. As far okay. as the financial services side of it. Yeah. And we don't do property and casualty insurance. Okay. So okay. you guys do taxes and stuff, too? We do not. Oh, okay. We do not. So do you get a lot of calls about that since it says financial services on it? We do. <laughs> you know, it's... I'm just curious. I mean, yeah, I'm sure no, other people no, are the same thing. Yeah, and, it's, and that's one of the things that, that I've found as far as being uh, a little bit more out in public, yeah. you know, talking to people ab- about our business and, and just people not realizing... You know, because you know, people not realizing that we did health insurance. I mean, there's yeah, we have we have people that that still contact us. Yeah, you know when well, before, when we've you know when we've we operated in that arena before. Yeah, obviously when the Affordable Care Act went into play, well, that would have went into play in 2010, and mm-hmm. then then it became finalized and enacted in 2014. So we've always operated in the health insurance arena. It just became amplified because of that. Oh, okay. And it brought it brought more people into the market that were well, case in point, um, you know, we had people, you know, cuz with us being in a very rural area, just just to to create kind of a, a storyline, yeah, which which is actually true cuz we ran into this. I mean, people that were, you know, self-employed whether that's through you know farming or otherwise, yeah. The old rules of the game: if you had a heart attack, you were uninsurable. Hmm. Really? Even yeah. So we would have guys, huh. we would have guys yeah. or gals that would say, "Well, it doesn't matter. We still want you to quote it. You know, I can write the check. It's not an issue." And it's like, well, you know, John Jane. Sorry you're to un- tell you. you're, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry to tell you, yeah. but you are uninsurable in the eyes of this company. Yeah. Wow. So, so two things, two things that would be very good as far as the ACA, and yeah, and people can dissect it and beat it up, and you know, run, I mean, fact of the matter is, um, I think that this would be verified. I, I want to say that at least three quarters of the country actually likes the ACA and the way that it works. And a couple of those reasons would be pre-existing conditions, because there's no underwriting that's involved with it anymore. Hmm. So, okay. so those people that were excluded from having health insurance before, unless they were, you know, obviously they were taken on by a group. Right. I mean, if you're lucky enough to have group insurance, but what we're talking about are people that are at either self-employed or really, or really 
at a really small shop, mm-hmm. you know, that's not required to offer group insurance because you're not, right. you know, when you're of a certain size. Yeah. That, uh, you know, so they're in this market, you know, yeah. so they're shopping around, you know, today and through December 15th to get a January 1 start date. And those are the people that we're dealing with. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's just, and the other thing that, that, that used to happen pre ACA was there were lifetime maximums that were on policies. So so you could have a lifetime maximum of as little as like $500,000. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if you had that policy for X amount of years and you had some sort of catastrophic episode, you could, you could literally be sitting in the hospital and, you know, some bean counter at an insurance company <laughs> is saying... Oh, you know, Treg, Adam, you just went over the 500000 or $1 million threshold. You no longer have health insurance. Oh, my God. Oh, because that, that policy be has been exhausted. Oh, wow. Jeez. And then you had no recourse because, because you know, you probably had some sort of catastrophic episode, you know, yeah. whether it was a stroke, heart attack, whatever. Right, right. And you're laying there in the ICU. All of a sudden, you don't have insurance. And you're racking up medical bills, so you're part of that Man. one in five people that would have bankruptcy because of medical expenses on your credit uh, report. Back to back to the medical stuff. Yeah, yeah man, that that would suck. So that's yeah. so that's. I mean, there's if, if it could be tweaked in a variety of ways, it would be fantastic. Yeah. But, yeah. but as far as the nuts and bolts of the pros of the ACA, mm-hmm. those are definitely the two biggest ones: pre-existing conditions. And no lifetime caps anymore. That would completely policies. suck. Yeah, that would, that would suck. Just sitting there, like, all right, we yeah, need your help. Oh, I mean, I sorry. trust. Trust me, I get it from my own personal <laughs> experience because I've seen you know exorbitant medical bills. You know, as far as oh, yeah. as far as you know the the way that my dad passed away, as far as you know being in the ICU for the final week of his life, as far as you know his heart issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Saw it with my mom. I mean, my mom died of pancreatic cancer Damn. back in 2000. Sorry, so, so I mean, and, you know, and then my wife's ordeal, you know, with, with COVID, um, as far as yeah. being on a ventilator for, for nine days and, Super scary, man. and being, you know, being touch and go. And yeah. I mean, you're, you're flirting with, in, in, in all of those episodes, as far as, ICU, heart stuff, cancer treatment. Yeah. I mean, you you're you're banging out seven figures oh, as far yeah. as yeah. as far as medical bills. And she's so, she's doing crazy. fine now. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a scientist, you know. Like I, you already know my story. I'm the son of a truck driver, writer turned <laughs> insurance guy. She's, so she seems fine. so. Um, I would, yeah, I would say that she's probably about seventy five, eighty percent of where she used to be as far That's as good. from an energy level, that sort of thing. So That's good. Um, yeah, we're yeah. we're about to because we were gonna get married on November sixth. We ended oh, okay. up of of last year, and we ended up getting married on March twelfth. So one of the things that Michelle is going to benefit from now is she's going to have two wedding anniversaries. <laughs> so. So we're actually flying out to to Washington State, where she used to live. Okay. Uh, on Friday. 
Nice. So, nice. you know, her her second home in Bellingham, Washington, will be able to be there on November 6th. Very cool. For, Very cool. you know, our yeah. symbolic one-year wedding anniversary. And then, I, you know, what we do March 12th, that remains to be seen. But yeah. nice. hopefully somewhere warmer and sunnier than Just, Bellingham, Washington. Yeah, I think that's Washington. where my girl's from is close around the, the Washington area. When you said that name, I'm like, that sounds familiar. That's Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to going back to Seattle just to <laughs> eat mussels at... Yeah. Elliot's Oyster House. Eat mussels in the rain. Watch Grey's Anatomy by yes. the fire. Yeah. <laughs> Never see a ray of sunshine. <laughs> no, I I actually have some family that lives up that way, and they uh they they always take pictures of the waterfalls that are up there. There's a lot of waterfalls in that state. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Or no, I'm I'm sorry. I'm thinking my family lives in Oregon. Very similar and close. So. Okay. I was like, man, I know. Yeah. Granted, I don't know really anything about Washington that much. I mean, like, I do, yeah. but I don't. Yeah, actually, uh, we have family that lives in Corvallis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or Corvallis. However Corvallis, you, However yeah. you would like to pronounce it. Yeah, so. that's where uh, Oregon State's at. Yes. Yep, yep. I have two uh, I have two cousins up there that are uh, beavers. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's where, you're, that's where your boy... Uh, Chad Johnson. Chad Johnson, uh, yeah, 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 and and TJ Who's your mama? Yeah, <laughs> yes. Man, I must have missed something about beavers. That's the Oregon State mascot. Oh, it was the beavers? Yeah. Nice. Yep. Yep. So, <laughs> cool deal. Well, Damn hey, it up. I know. Hey, let's get into uh, everything you said was great. We're going to get into some current events now. Um, appreciate you talking with us about um how you guys kind of got your start and everything sure. actually i do have one more question for you before we get started into current events um if you had if you knew anybody who was getting into or let's say we have some listeners and viewers who are looking to get into insurance uh what's the uh what's the regimen like for them um or what's what's the schooling like and what would you have to tell them uh co- going into it well, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't have them follow my model necessarily. Yeah. But uh, uh, the path that the path that Todd took was was probably the best one. I mean, you. You know, I I don't know if I I totally subscribe to the the Mal- Malcolm Gladwell. You know, you have to do something ten thousand hours to do it well. But <laughs> but I always joke it's not a bad start. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, you know, working for working for one of you know the the big insurance companies yeah. is not a bad idea. Like a, like a secretary or something? No, uh, you know, getting getting licensed and and, and doing right. that. Oh, you know, so what, whether whether that's with you know like a yeah. nationwide or a Prudential or even Metropolitan Life. Yeah. Um, just to get that training. I mean, yeah. what what they do, it, you know, because it becomes really dicey what's, as far as... What's the schooling like? How, how long is the schooling to, for insurance? I mean, you can you can knock it out in a week, really, if you, oh, really? If you want to, yeah. I, oh, feel wow. like it, I feel like it's such a... Uh, it was such a nonchalant career, but it has developed into one of... Uh, into a mainstream career here in the last 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it was... You know, to your point earlier, it was just one of those things where, you know, a lot of them tend to be family businesses. So mm-hmm. it's you, yeah. you just kind of get absorbed into it, and right. you know, right. it goes, right. it goes from generation to generation. And it's like, yeah. okay, here's, 
here's your here's your book of business, yeah. and you're going to get trail commissions on this. Because it was it was actually listed, I believe. I and I, I could be wrong on this, but I want to say that I just read something not too long ago that said the insurance agent was one of the top ten careers, top ten sought after careers with the minimal amount of schooling. Really, insurance agent? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. I yeah, would have yeah. thought of that, man. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, it's That's something. It's something that can, it can be done without, you know. If that's the path that you want to go on, I guess. Yeah. If I'm going to make this statement to the masses, yeah, um, it's much like anything. You just, you just need to get your foot in the door, yeah, and commit, and and commit to doing it, yeah, and you know, seek out a mentor, yeah. Whether that whether that's with one of the larger companies and and you know actually make a salary for if they're offering it for you know six months right. because it's such right. because you know again to one of your earlier points as far as kind of being a dog eat dog world I mean yeah I mean it's it's tough when you're when you're competing with people that have a bigger marketing budget than you do yeah yeah and people are just getting bombarded with you know these ads and and they're getting stuff in the mail and and all that right it's right. it is challenging right right but uh it, it would be worthwhile for people that somebody that wants to get into the business to have that type of training mm. that training ground and then to to kind of get a foothold as far as okay where where do i want to make my next move yeah. where do i want to take this as far as you know, do I have the personality to do this? Because when you're offering, because I mean, it really is a cult of personality. Because yeah, you I mean, can't sit because there boring already, right? Because yeah. because you're <laughs> something boring. <laughs> because I mean, when it comes down to brass tacks, and and people will ask us this, yeah. Well, you know why why should why should we choose you over this person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well. First of all, I think that, you know, our service is going to be superior to somebody else just because, you know, we're such a, a, a small business. You have a personal touch. Right. Exactly. And you're not going to go through extra layers of, you know, people to to get to the, the person that you really want to talk to. So, right. Um, right. yeah. <laughs> well, hey, let's get into some current events now. All right. Okay. All right. So, Lorne Michaels, creator and producer of Saturday Night Live, has just revealed who he thinks is the best cast member of all time for SNL. Who really? Do you, who do you Who do you think he chose for Chris? SNL? Yeah. Um. Best ever. Best ever. So I mean, you're going all the way back to. We're going all the way back. 1976. What's the nice, uh, what's nice, the guy from Animal pre, House? It predates me. Belushi. There you go. The mashed potatoes. Yeah, it's a zit. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's who I'm going to say that he picked. I don't. I mean, there's a I, lot of good I, people. Yeah, on so that show, I, I mean, there's I guess for, I, for my own personal taste. Yeah. I mean, I would kind of. I mean, like Bill Murray or Phil Hartman. Mm. Yeah. I don't, Ooh, Phil Hartman. That was a that's a name I haven't heard in a Phil while. Phil Hartman. Oh, yeah, caveman lawyer. He was great. It was, he was great. That skit was so stupid, but fantastic. <laughs> that and uh, colon blow when he <laughs> takes one one bowl of colon blow and it's, oh, it's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> or um, Chevy Chase. 
Well, Chevy was only there just the first year. I'm going to go with Bill Murray. Bill Murray? Who do you think, Adam? I'm going Belushi. It was says he, this is his words, it's definitely Will Ferrell. You know, I was going to say that, but we started like going back, and you're like, yeah, yeah, let's go back. And I was like, all right, off that trail now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, because I now going off of what he or uh, leaving what he said, best woman cast member who do you think it who do you think it'd be is gilda up there oh yeah 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 i would say it has to be her i don't know any other woman that would compete um, with like amy poehler and amy poehler wasn't bad or tina fey or tina fey um what's a one blonde uh, chick that's kirsten wig kirsten wig is yeah. fantastic she's actually really good mm-hmm. well who's the other one though um one from ghostbusters yeah the girl from ghostbusters what's her name something um is team, it mcmahon or something like that something about the at&t verizon commercials now. yeah yeah she does those oh now. yeah yeah what's her oh, what is her name i'm gonna look it up yeah i just I lost it, it. But she's she's really funny too they got a lot of good people on there yeah uh, i got i got it Adam. oh you here. got it yep okay uh, let me see here. So there's Kirsten Wink. She's still she's still there. Uh, Kate McKinnon. There Kate McKinnon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kate was McKinnon she, was, was she ever on SNL? Melissa, Melissa McCarthy. She was a she was a host. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was never on the show. So she's though. pretty funny. She was never regular. So this is actually going off of what Lauren said. This is what yeah. This is what he said in a, in a recent interview. I would think. I mean, I get the Will Ferrell thing as far as just the the years that he was on there. You think the, it's more of a the, buddy comment than it is a real comment? I, don't know, I mean, Will Ferrell, as far as his <laughs> versatility. I mean, that's true. He's he's yeah. It's, he's it's, definitely. It's kind of tough. I would say that he would probably go with Gilda, though. So you think the two best cast members of all time in SNL would be Will Ferrell and Gilda Radner? That's not my opinion. I mean, I would, well, I would probably your, go. Right. With, I would probably go with Bill Murray and Gilda Radner. Bill Murray. Bill Murray is pretty good one. Bill Murray's good. Yeah. Bill Murray's good. I was a fan of. I I liked. I mean, I grew up during the Will Ferrell time frame of Saturday Night Live. So also like the right, yeah. Chris I mean, Farley. I, oh yeah, Chris Farley, amazing. Yeah, wasn't on there a lot, but right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And my, I mean, I'm not. I like. I I thought Chris Farley was fantastic. Right, right. Right. But my, Who wouldn't? Yeah. my, I mean, my taste is a little bit more subtle. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bill Murray so, for sure is. is so the, the yeah. fil- I mean, to your point, I mean, I'm yeah. what like ten years older than you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I'm squarely a child of the '90s. Right. Right. I I turned 13 in the '90s. I turned yeah. 21 in the '90s. Right. Right. So yeah, Phil Hartman's. I remember. It, Phil I love Phil Hartman. Yeah. R- R.I.P. R.I.P. Yes. That was a crazy. That was a crazy thing that happened. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Can't believe that. For those of you who don't know, Phil Hartman was what shot and killed by his wife. Yes. And she she didn't turn the gun on herself, did she? Or she did? I think she did. I think she did. Yeah. I think she did. Yeah. Yeah, I believe she did. I, she was just crazy. Was, yeah, it was. I think it was a murder suicide. Yeah, she was just nuts. So that's crazy, though. You know, fact check us on that one. Man. Yeah. So young. She was like a Playboy model or something, right? That sounds right. I think she was. Can't remember. That was a while ago. It's a Saturday Night Live star was killed by his wife, Brian Aldolm, who battled with substance Bryn, abuse. Yeah, Bryn Hartman. That was her name. And uh, in their Los Angeles home, a few tragedies were shocking or heartbreaking as the death of Hartman. Yeah, he was shot, shot in his sleep. In his yeah. sleep. Yeah, it was insane. 
Damn. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys did. You guys hear about the uh, the modern day Ocean's Eleven couple over in Italy? I did not. Or it was in Spain. I think it was. I think it was in Spain. Uh, so a uh, the story goes like this. So a couple who were on vacation in Spain. Uh, the 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 restaurant that they did this at. This was called the Modern Day Ocean's Eleven couple. Um, so basically what happened was, was this couple went into this Spanish restaurant. Um, they owned a lot of very expensive bottles of wine. Um, the couple, they said the couple seemed very refined to them, that they stayed there for a week. And on their last day of their vacation, they, um, got the hostess away from her area and they stole 45 bottles of wine. One of those bottles Whoa. were a $407,000 bottle. Whoa. Nice. What? <laughs> $407,000 bottle of wine? It was a $407,000 bottle of wine. And they got over 40 bottles of certain, not just that, but different ones, right? Different ones. And most of them were from the 18th century. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, they I'm, said, I'm guessing we heard about this. They they've been caught. They have not been caught. What? They said that they have the uh, the Spanish authorities said that these were definitely professionals. What? And that this was that this was that this was a hit. Really? Yeah, absolutely. That's why they're calling it the modern day Ocean's Eleven. Good wow. for you. <laughs> so, Good for you. So one that bottle, awesome. one bottle estimated at uh, almost half a million dollars American. Dude, yeah, it, yes. The other, yeah, and the other part of that is that um, they wow. said they said that one bottle specifically. Uh, a lot of people know that restaurant has that only bottle because there's only so many that were made. Sure, oh, and so they can't said be selling it anytime. They're like, soon. if they try to sell it on the open market, it's gonna get tipped off very quickly. They said they think that this was a hit done by a uh, wine collector off of the black market. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So they just got a couple locked up in their collection and then just gonna probably going to sell the other ones? Yeah, I'm going to try to pronounce it here. Um, that is crazy. Yeah. Uh, they said Polo also confirmed at least six other bottles from the 19th century were stolen during the heist. Uh, the co-owner of the AP, the AP is the name of the restaurant, uh, he and his team had not yet calculated the total monetary loss, but said the bottles were insured. Um, so that's where you come in there, right? right. Well, Tyler would. <laughs> yeah, Tyler would. Yeah. Tyler would. Yeah. He also theorized the man and woman were working for a private collector um, or had plans to sell them on the black market. Uh, the, those bottles are very numbered and controlled, he said, explained that any attempt to sell them on the open market would immediately tip experts off. Damn. The 1806 Yaquin is unique. Everyone knows it's ours. It's a $407,000 bottle. Wow. So, yeah, they're probably just collecting their... Their, their, their one bottle. It was so. It was a. Uh, it was an incredibly rare, two hundred and fifteen year old Chateau Yedequim. I wonder if the collectors have the body of Christ. <laughs> the wine. They're the wine collectors, right? Yeah. They said uh, they uh, they gave staffers. Polo said the couple checked into the hotel sometime last week and gave staffers the impression of being very refined. Shortly at shortly before checking out on Wednesday, the man and woman dined at one of the at one of our. Our trio's Michelin-starred restaurants and asked the front desk clerk to bring them more food out. The clerk then left their post and went to the kitchen, leaving the security cameras unmonitored. It was at that time the man entered the wine cellar and allegedly stole all 45 bottles, including an incredibly rare 215-year-old bottle. 
So, like, so is that all they had? Was just forty five bottles of wine? They're just like, yeah, we take it all of them. They said most of the bottles of wine could have uh, could cost anywhere between twenty to fifty to one hundred thousand dollars. Wow. So, but that was the most expensive one. That's crazy. So they they, yeah. they probably got at least a million dollars. I mean, they said they obviously knew what they were doing. Like none of the bottles that were cheaper were stolen. It was all of the bottles. Oh, that it's like were, the good stuff. Yeah, it was. Right. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> See, to me, I just I don't understand the benefit of that because one, yeah, you're not going to be able to resell any of them. Well, that's why they think it's a, they think it was a specific hit like for a, a wine collector, right? Like finally put it up in their yeah. case, like ah, they have like a fifth. And I don't, yeah, I don't or something. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a wine collector. I don't. Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, I like yeah. to drink wine. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not a big wine guy. I just thought the story was. Fascinating. It is fascinating. And the yeah. fact that a couple just stays for a week and cases, still, and cases the place. Still out there. Still <laughs> yeah. out there. Probably what we're going to have a story next oh, week. Dude, these people, I'm telling you right now, if this was actually professional, these people are long gone. Yeah, dude. They have not been caught. They probably, there. They, probably, they probably had dyed hair during the entire thing. They probably, I mean, if this was very professional, they know what they're doing. If there's Absolutely. wine sellers out there. Get ready because they're coming for you. I don't. I don't know, man. They're I coming think it, for you. Hide your expensive bottles of again, wine. Again, though. Again, though. You got to think of it as if these people are actually professionals. This is probably a one and done thing. You'll probably never see those people again. They'll probably never set foot in a wine place ever again. That's true, man. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Modern day Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if they want to pop a cork on one of those, <laughs> by all means. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. I don't. Would you though? I don't even know if you do want to do that. You can't. Like no, they said, wouldn't. You can't. Yeah. You can't. You can't sell it or anything, especially if if that one specifically. Well, that's what they said they could, they could definitely sell it on a black market. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you got a they wine, if you got a wine collector who's willing to throw a couple mil at wine, I don't know. I wouldn't, but if I had if I had that money, I don't know. Maybe some of these guys will just have nothing else to buy after so long. They're like, you yeah. know what? Go steal me some wine. <laughs> yeah. I want that's what sad. I can't have. I, I, mean, I want what I can't have. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's exactly what it is for the most Go part. Go steal me that wine. Yeah. So, hey, a mom's OnlyFans page gets her banned from volunteering at kids' school. You guys, well, yeah. You guys heard OnlyFans? You yeah. You know what OnlyFans is? Yep. What is it? Do you know what an OnlyFans, what an OnlyFans is? No. It's basically a private show it's like it's it's like a social it's, it's like a social media page for sex workers yeah oh it's so basically okay. you can, you can yeah. get on pull up yeah. your laptop or your phone yeah show it and anyone can watch it, but it can be, as long as they you know pay and subscribe yeah you have, you have to you, yeah you can't see you can't see anything unless you like subscribe to it right. or whatever some and people choose to show their face some people don't show their face at all because their other job is uh, a volunteer yeah. at a school. Yeah, or they, or yeah, most of them have other jobs, I would assume. Right. But, um, but that's I don't know. what OnlyFans is. If yeah. You did, now you know. So anyway, uh, <laughs> basically, basically, what happened was was the uh, the board found out that she had an OnlyFans page, Damn. and they banned her from ever volunteering at her kids' programs again because of it. To which now she's suing and saying that you can't judge a person by what they do outside of the school. Like you can't judge their profession. That's true. So I, I'm. Oh, I would assume she's probably going to win that lawsuit. Yeah. Um, she's suing for one million dollars, though. It's a lot more private than if you were like a <laughs> like a stripper. I feel like that's the, like the bottom dollar now. Any lawsuit is. 
<laughs> like, hey, this day and age, man, million dollars only get you so far. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. What's your take on that, though, Chris? <laughs> my, I mean, my take on it is I, I think if if you're going to, I mean, you have to. <laughs> there's consequences. <laughs> I don't, we live in, yeah. you know, yeah. I feel like George Costanza, you know, and. <laughs> We live in a society. Um, yeah, I mean, there's 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 consequences. I mean, she's probably going to win the lawsuit because of you know. I think she probably has the law on her side as far as you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. They said they won't even allow her in the school. See, that's messed up. Like I, pick I, up her kids. See, then again, that's all private. Like, how did the school board know that she had an OnlyFans? Well, that's what she's basically getting right. At. That's she's, the, she's saying. Well, so someone looked up my page, or someone subscribed to my page. She goes, so who's the who's the perv, basically? Right. Uh, that's the crux know, of the problem. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, instead of coming forward, you just can't come into school. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. No. Yeah. That's that's. I'm kind of I'm on her side on this a little bit, I am just too. because I'm like, okay, you know. It's a private OnlyFans page. Like again, if it's like it's almost like the same thing. If you were a stripper, like you still got to make money and support your family. So like, why are you judging me? Here's the other thing: it's a legal profession. There's nothing. Yeah. There's not. There's no. Um, it's not like there's sting operations like OnlyFans page. Well, we I'm got saying, it. I mean, I'm, even if she's a stripper, though, a stripper is still a legal profession. Exactly. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. Yep. I mean, there's nothing. There's yep. nothing illegal. So why would you be banned from something? Yeah. That, I mean, you know. I hate the division in this co- in this country right now. I absolutely hate it. And this yep. is why we don't talk about this shit on my show. Yep. But I will say this much. Um for that being said, the fact that you want to disinclude somebody because of their profession is just it's it's on the same lines of the division of the racial stuff and, and everything else that's going on out there and the division between parties and stuff like that. Don't even want to get into it, but that's why I would be on her side. Yep. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm yeah. she's probably gonna we should that. We should live in a more inclusive society. <laughs> yes. To put my little, you know, sweater and <laughs> Fred Rogers spin on things. What was but no, I mean it's Yeah. Yeah. I get. I mean, I get it as far as the whole idea of, you know, with with certain situations. I mean, you should you should have some sort of morality clause. But yeah. I don't. That's a real slippery slope as far yeah. as I, I don't yeah. know that they to really want to ban someone from the school though to pick up their kids and stuff. That's a little yeah, much. Too much. Right, and that and and that's as far as you she know, t- and that's why, a- and that's why people, you know. Th- they they cling on yeah. to certain catchphrases and yeah. they run with it yeah. and that's what nauseates you know people that are on the left or people yes. on the right yes. as far as cancel culture and all this yeah. it's like yeah. be, because there's no because there's no level of consistency with the way that, that mo- the way that most people actually have their world view it's yeah. like yeah. it's like well okay i know you guys so I'm going to give you a free pass on that, and there's right. going to be a lack of consequences. But, oh, 
this person over here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Send it. You know. Yeah. Send the troops. Yeah. <laughs> send the troops. Yeah. Off with their heads. Yep. So our last. Yeah. Send them to the you know social guillotine, so to speak. <laughs> social guillotine. That's a good way of putting it, though. Yeah. Uh, so to move on, though, uh, last week. Or well, just our Halloween special. We talked about uh, Aaron Rodgers' um, oh, costume, growing his hair out. He, yeah, yeah. So you know, Aaron Rodgers is really big on his costume every year, right? Did you know that at the beginning of the year, he they asked, you know, why are you growing your facial hair out? Why are you growing your hair out? And he said, it's from a Halloween costume. Did you know that? I did not know that. Okay, so it was. It was. This whole, okay. this whole year was because of Halloween. <laughs> That's funny. For Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Rodgers. So his costume was revealed actually the other. The other uh, on Sunday. What was it? Yesterday morning. Uh, so he went as John Wick. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he went as John Wick. I got some pictures here. We'll put these up as well here. But uh, he he did uh, he did a pretty good job. I'm not going to lie. Bobby he Yaga. Did a, what's that? Bobby Yaga. Bobby Yaga. <laughs> oh, man. It's the boogeyman. <laughs> no, he did a really good job, though. He uh, he definitely sold it. And he took he had pictures of himself. Um yeah, John Wick is that is that like Keanu Reeves's? Is go. that his third act? Wow! Yeah, is that what we're? That's dude. He looks like a stunt double. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is awesome. He took a lot. He did like a professional photo shoot uh, for John Wick. He's got his dog too. Yeah, yeah, he... pit bull. <laughs> that Baby. that is a level of commitment. <laughs> he... He definitely it's a Halloween that I most certainly do not have. <laughs> That's all. Awesome. That's great. He even did the movie poster. <laughs> yeah. This was the other photo that he took with his dog. That's the one I seen. So okay. that's yeah, yeah. That's, that, cool. that's actually John Wick there, and then there's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is cool. So yeah, he did play it off pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. He did. Oh, including that though, did you guys see some of the uh, NFL players over the weekend that dressed up? And or all some, all of them, I guess. Um, the only ones I seen was the Lakers. We'll put these up. Yeah. So this is Russell Westbrook. He dressed up as Chucky. Nope. I don't like nice. So. And then we had. Um, let's see here. LeBron James dressed up as Freddie. That's Kruger. what I seen. <laughs> <laughs> and old dude dressed up as Candyman went off, bro. Yeah, yeah. Anthony Davis dressed up like Candyman. That was sweet. A okay. <laughs> seven foot Candyman. Dude, he's got yes. a whole bunch of fake bees on the side of his face. Oh, Looks really? Awesome. I didn't see that part. Yes. Uh, then we had Damian Lillard and his family dressed up as the Flintstones. Nice. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this is Justin Jefferson. He wore the Michael Myers <laughs> mask during his warm ups. The old, uh, <laughs> what, what's the guy who played in uh, Star Trek? Uh, I have no idea. The I'm main not... guy? Shatner. Oh, oh William, William Shatner. Shatner. supposed to be yeah. the face of William Shatner. I heard that. Michael Myers mask. Yeah, yeah, I have heard that actually. Straight up. They literally just, this like pale white and cut the eye holes out more and they brush the hair out and then that's Michael Myers' face. Really? Yeah. Didn't know that. Yep. And then we have um, just found that out, so. Miles Garrett dressed up like the Grim Reaper yesterday. Yes. I saw that he had <laughs> he had all the quarterbacks that he sacked on his back. Yes, yeah. And then uh McCor- <laughs> How'd that work out for him, by the way? Nah. <laughs> so they um supposed to win, but they <laughs> supposed didn't. Supposed to win. But he definitely added Roethlisberger to his uh shirt, so that's good. <laughs> he he, he did. sacked another he quarterback. Then we have McCole Hardman. Bastards! <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. 
And McCall Hartman dress up like Easy E from Easy NWA. E. Yeah. Straight out of cup. And then uh, Ryan Tannehill and Anthony Fersker, I believe. Oh, cool. Tied in. They dress up like the Joker and their wives dress up like, uh, um, help me out. What's her name? Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. That's Thank sweet. You. Thank you. Uh, this is Mike Glennon, the backup quarterback for the New York Giants. He, him and his family dress up like Mario Kart. That's cool. Yoshi. Tell. Yeah. Has, has anybody in the last, what, half a dozen years made more money and done less than Mike Glennon? <laughs> I don't think so. I should dress up as Mike. I should have dressed up as Mike <laughs> Glennon. <laughs> and then uh, you had Donovan Smith, the uh, defensive tackle for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Him and his family dress up like Moana. Oh, cool. That's nice. Yeah. So, yeah. A lot of fun stuff over the Halloween weekend. I just dressed up as Thor again. I did not dress up. I dressed up like a Ohio State football fan. Oh, and then Saturday (laughs) I was like purge mask. Oh, nice. Nice. I had to purge some people. You know. So, nearly four decades after taking a break, the Swedish pop group ABBA is is back with a new album called Voyage. What? They're finally cut. Dancing Queen is back. Dancing Queen is back. Dancing Queen. Dancing Queen. Serious? Serious. Serious. It is back with the new album Voyage. Yeah. Yeah. Dancing Queen is... A great song, <laughs> and if you want to, if you want to look it up on the YouTube's, yeah, one of one of my favorite rock bands called the Yahoos, yeah, Y A Y H O S, yes, they do a rocking version of Dancing Queen. Oh, really? It's, yeah, it's it's Dan ba- it's Dan Baird of Keep Your Hands to Yourself, Georgia Satellites fame. Yeah. Yeah, doing dancing queen. Keep yeah. your hands to yourself. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Nice. It'll change your whole view of ABBA. dancing queen. Yeah, <laughs> dude. These this song came out October twenty second. Yeah, yeah. They they're that's awesome. They're that's real life. life. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to check this out after the show. So, and then lastly, uh, Calvin Ridley <laughs> reportedly says he needs a break from the NFL for mental health reasons. Yesterday. The star wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. What? Did you, you guys hear about this? No. Yeah. Yeah. This I did hear about this that. mental yeah. health stuff, he said? Man, it's a growing thing. It really is, I think. Well, I, mean, I think I a lot it. of these players are dealing with either PTSD or or maybe they're maybe they're overwhelmed by these game checks. Yeah. I don't know. But something, something I mean, there's, there's a lot more players that uh, deal with. And I think it's a testament to a lot of people that deal with it. You know, I'm glad some of these players are able to, you know, say – I gotta walk away from it. Right, be aware of it and re- um, recognize. Yeah, but absolutely. then there's another part of me that's like, the 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 guy part of me wants to say, you, they're putting millions into you, bro. Suck it up. Yeah, right. I mean, it's a. I have, I have. I mean, as far as my relationship with football and being a guy, you know, as I revealed earlier, I mean, I was on the golf team, so I never yeah. played a down of football in my life. I love it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I absorb it. I officiate it. I get it. I mean, there no, is... I'm not trying to be... There is... Yeah. You know. there. I know exactly where you're coming from. Yeah. Because one side of my brain is the same way. It's like, yeah. you know, hey, you're getting well compensated. Yeah. And you know yeah. that you're only going to... You know, your shelf life... Yeah, well, for a wide limited. receiver, well, for a wide receiver, I mean, I guess it would be a little bit longer than a, a running, little. little, little bit longer than a running yeah. back, perhaps. Yeah. yeah, especially somebody in his position, you know, that yeah. isn't isn't necessarily, you know, like the slot guy, you know, right. isn't yeah. right. isn't necessarily a Wells, mm-hmm. uh, Wes Welker, uh, right. Julian Edelman kind of guy, right? Uh, more of a playmaker, but uh, no, I get it. 
And there's so much vitriol out there, and there's so many people that are all in on fantasy football and whatnot yeah. that it's yeah. like, yeah. no, I just I see I see it on so many levels as far as it's like, hey, okay, just because the guy only had three catches and didn't score a touchdown, he's <laughs> he's not the devil. He's right. he's not. <laughs> right. he, he doesn't right. have it out for you. He yeah. you know he's rooting for you to get you know your sixteen point three two points on on his fantasy deal. Yeah. So yeah, no, I I understand it. I mean, there's people don't they don't understand what goes into into that prof- into that profession and the level of commitment that those yeah. guys are you know they're doing you know everybody the society that we're in now everybody everybody wants to be great yes but i don't think a lot of people understand what you have to do behind what, it takes. what you have to do behind the scenes yeah. and actually you know getting off of this yeah. and yeah. the the gram and the tiktoks and snapchat and all that it's like you know i see these kids coming up through the ranks and this isn't me being the old guy in the room. It's me being a, an objective observer of the human experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it's like, no, you're, unless you isolate yourself and you actually, you know, get the key to the gym and, and you're out there shooting the basketball by yourself. I mean, there's a level of, it's, it's so weird. There's a level of yeah. isolation that it is required. Yeah. yeah. And it can, and be, it can be a lot be, for your To be great, really, in anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, you know, for you guys to have a great podcast, I mean, there's a level of preparation and research that you have to do. You can't, you can't always just fly by the seat of your pants. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we don't. <laughs> we try not to, at I least. Try, try to be a little prepared. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the thing is, uh, and my wife even got on me yesterday because when I heard about the story, I was just like, ah, I wish you, you know. These guys invest millions, and in, you know these companies or these owners invest millions into these guys. And she mm-hmm. goes, "You're so heartless. You have no idea what this guy's going through." I was like, "I was like, no, I get it." And she said, "You're." She goes, "Treg." She goes, "You have. You don't believe in depression. You don't believe in emotions." And I was like, "I was like, that's not true. I don't. <laughs> it's not that I don't believe in it. I said, but there's a part of me that just thinks." You can't get over it, buddy. <laughs> I, under- I understand that because yeah. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to briefly interject two life experiences. Yeah, and um, that's why I you know I joked about documentary filmmaking. I mean, I'm only half joking because I mean, there's stuff that I really want to do. Yeah, we've talked. And I about might, it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. might end up you know doing some stuff with you guys. Yeah. Uh, no, true stories. As a young kid and as an adult, so. My grandfather dies in July of 1989, mm-hmm. and the day that he's buried, you know, it's almost Brett Favre-like. Yeah. You know, obviously, it wasn't that big a scale. It was just the Wapak Rec, you know, Little League Championship. Okay. So I buried my grandpa that day and went and played the championship game, played well. Yeah. Uh, we ended up winning. Nice. Hell yeah. Um, I'm not going to judge anybody that doesn't have the inner making to do that. Right. You know, right. just be, just because it worked for me, Doesn't I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, yeah, you know, oh, one size fits you know all. Yeah. oh, you're weak. You know, why, why couldn't you right. get, get over that mental hurdle just to do that? Because that's what they would have wanted you to do. Right. Fast yeah. forward, you know, almost 30 years, the day that my dad died or, or was buried rather, 
I had to load up my car and drive all the way up to Bryan, Ohio, I and I was, is, yeah. I was behind the plate doing a district softball championship game. Yeah, Amtrak's out of Bryan, Ohio. Yeah, there's yeah. an Amtrak there. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the longtime umpire that was observing me on that particular day, I think it was uh, would have been like the 18th of May of 2018, mm-hmm. um, he he just applauded me for reining in, you know, my emotions and whatnot, because he's like, if I if I were put in that situation, there's no way that I would have been able to have pulled that off. Yeah, and I'm tough. I'm certainly you know what, what and to your point, you know what works for one of us doesn't you know it's not a one size fits all yeah. approach. That's why I mean I hate people that that want to operate in these levels of certitude, you know, yeah. the black and white world. I mean, there's yeah. there's so many layers of gray yeah. that yeah. exist in the middle as far as, you know, once you once you understand that and start having some level of, of empathy and, you know, your your life experiences yeah. to to really get a grasp of, you know, well, you know, yeah, okay, I did that, but yeah. And yeah. there and there are and to to play to the other side of the field though, Adam, mm-hmm. I'll bring this up. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but you know, you had you had your kind of you had a mental, you know, issue. Yeah, I don't know going what on. what it was about. It was like last week, and I haven't really had something. Well, I guess the last time I did that when I was probably graduated high school and I was working at a really crappy job, but I won't say what where or what it was. But um, it was like a weird day. Like I don't know what I felt. It was like depression. Yeah, we had an episode scheduled, and uh, Adam calls me up and is just like, "Man, he's like, I hate to do this, but I I can't I can't do the show tonight. I don't want to." He's like, "I don't want to." What'd you say? I don't want to. Like, I don't want to produce a bad show. Yeah, um, I just don't want to sure. make the guests feel bad. But I I I don't know what it was. Like I wasn't having bad thoughts, but I just felt like I don't know what it was. It was like distant or I don't know how to describe it. I just yeah. wasn't feeling up for. Anything, and I haven't felt like that, and absolutely probably since like '08. Mm. I only had that because I was at a really shitty job, and I was just like, "God, I want to get out of here." Yeah, yeah. But sure. that just like literally, I, I don't know what it was. It came over me, and yeah, talked to him. He made sure I was okay, and had my girl, you know, right there with me. And then the next day, I woke up, and it was just like, I guess I just need to be humbled or something. Because yeah. then I felt great. I felt like completely yeah, opposite you know. in my brain. I'm like, he's like, "What was that?" I'm like, "Dude, I don't know." I feel like a hundred bucks a day, but I, I had, but I had your back like a hundred percent on it. Right, like, right. I wasn't. I wasn't. He was understanding. He was I just wasn't like, going to be. You know, I didn't have the mindset of how I of how I first approached Calvin Ridley's situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I just did this in the comfort of my car driving back from Columbus to my wife. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Like, I, <laughs> now I'm making it public, but uh, <laughs> but no, you know, I like I said, it was I. There was a part of me that was like, "Come on, dude, like suck mm-hmm. it up." Now, with Adam's situation, I took that more seriously because it was more closer to home, I think. And he's never really seen me like act like, like – I don't act like that. I'm a pretty chipper up-to-beat guy. Yeah, exactly. And for me to be exactly. like, yo, I don't want to do a podcast. No, I'm not feeling good. You know, anymore, like, anymore, though, you hear that stuff like firsthand, and it, it kind of scares you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy how, you know, when you have something that's in your immediate orbit – Yeah. How it will change your perspective? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. You know, for somebody that you you care about, yeah. care mm-hmm. for, yeah. 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 Which I'm going to go ch- get that checked out too, just to see if anything was on with my brain because I really don't know what that yeah, was yeah, about, yeah. dude. Yeah. I really don't. 
So, it but was no, weird. It, but yeah, I mean, like it's you know, you see a guy walk away from millions though, and it's just a whole different. It's just like yeah, it makes you think like wow, what what? And my my wife million said, dollars doing the favorite thing yeah. like you like to do. You know? Yeah, but my wife said yesterday maybe it's the checks that he he gets overwhelmed with them. You know, what do you do with all that? More dude? money, more problems. Again, it very well could be. I was thinking about that too. I was like, you know, I figured I I would know exactly what to do with money. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but but yeah. So, but hey, let's get into. Uh, we got some rapid fire questions for you, Chris. All uh, right. Yeah. Um, these are some these are some new ones or a, a, a lot of different ones anyway. But first, before we get into the rapid fire. Adam's going to choose some Korean snacks for oh, us that's to what we're try. Do first, yes. Yeah, yeah. Adam's going to try. He's got some Korean snack items here that we've never tried before. We're going to get some uh, shrimp crackers. Oh, gosh. Who's doing those ones? Mm. You guys can decipher that. If not, I will. I will. Okay, okay. We'll see. We'll see what. We'll let you pick. You, you, choose, you choose who's eating what. Okay. It's all on you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll just grab these two. This is. Um, it just says Ace on it. Cool, my initials. I'll take that. <laughs> this says Kokir. Cookie. Cookie. Oh, Cookie. Cookie. Who wants a Cookie? I'll, I'll, get I'll try the shrimp Cookie. Crackers. All right. You okay. get the Cookie. Cookie. I'm going to take the Ace Cracker. All right, I'm going to try the shrimp crackers here. So these are Korean snacks. Cookie biscuits, <laughs> peanut sand. Oh, bro! Whoa! Whoa! Can you smell that? I definitely That's... don't got COVID. That taste or that smells straight up like fishy salmon. Or like I don't uh, know how this is gonna taste, man. Hmm. Yeah, that's those. That's an aggressive smell. Yeah, very much so, bro. That tastes. It's not bad though. Okay, I'm gonna try my cracker. Yeah, try one. I want to try, try a this. Cracker. It tastes like. Does it smell? Does it taste better than it smells? The aftertaste is awful. Yeah, these are just cookies, pe- peanut butter cookies. Yeah. Oh, oh really? Mine just are yeah. Regular. They're uh, no, I'm good on that. They're like dosy. I just tried one. Yeah, I'm good. They're like Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, they're like dosy. Oh. These are like. <laughs> The cookie <laughs> is like dosey does. Okay, it's fantastic. Oh, okay. okay, cool. Mine just tastes like a Ritz crack. I like them, but I don't like those shrimp crackers. They're, like the first initial taste isn't bad, but the, it's just like that the aftertaste. The fishy awful. aftertaste. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to my cracker. Nah, nah, I'm cool. Thanks. <laughs> no, I'm giving it to you to close up and put away. Mm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm. What are these? Are just like crackers then? Yeah, it just tastes like... <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. It's oh, not no. good. As somebody... The shrimp? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, as, as somebody who's become... You might want to try know, one of those get that taste yeah. out of your mouth. Yeah, and I ran out of coffee. <laughs> I don't know. As somebody who's you know become a bit of a food snob and and had you know some really really good seafood, so these are just like yeah crackers. that is the shrimp deal. That's that's the, so that's, atro- a, that's atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, out of the whole box, that was the worst one. But I gotta say, out of the worst, that wasn't too bad of some those, other cr- those stuff. Those crackers I've had. have like a plastic aftertaste. 
The Ace Crackers? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Chris definitely had the better of the of the bunch. The kook he. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Rapid fire questions. You ready? Who would play in a movie about your life? Oh, so who would play you in a movie? Yeah. yeah who would, who would star you if it's a movie about you? <laughs> oh wow. Um, Anybody. I would prefer Owen Wilson to do it. Wow. Even, even though I don't. Wow. Even though my my nose. I mean, I broke my nose at age nine. It's not it's not as bad as Owen Wilson, but yeah, I would wow. choose him. We can have a flashback on why his nose looks like that. That's awesome. Trig. Who would play a mo- Who would play you in a movie about you? Easily The Rock. No. Dwayne <laughs> <laughs> Reigns. No. Uh, um, man, who would play me in a movie? Huh. My dude already passed away. I was gonna do my guy was gonna be Mitch Hedberg. Or Hedberg. <laughs> oh wow. That's a solid. That's a solid. Solid you, selection. You play me. Um. Yeah, dude. I. Th- I don't know, cause I, like the the comedy <laughs> part of me wants to say Chris Farley, but like the business acumen of me wants to say <laughs> somebody completely different. Um. You're gonna stay in the comedy realm. You're not gonna say Bill Hicks. <laughs> since he went, since since Adam went, Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Zach Galifianakis. Oh wow, that would be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I got to see that movie. Uh, what, what is? I your... had some crazy parties in my life. <laughs> Favorite TV show growing up. Growing up, well, I mean, I'd say I, I was with Seinfeld from day one. Okay. I would I would have been twelve when it came out. Nice. Okay. So, yeah, Seinfeld. Yeah, it's easy. I mean, I almost work a Seinfeld reference into every day of my life. <laughs> oh, I just yeah. started watching Seinfeld from the start on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, I've Netflix never seen though. it all, so I'm yeah. Very yeah I haven't seen all of them, but I've all. seen a lot of them. Yeah, I just started watching it, so it's very um, funny. Very funny. Favorite TV show growing up, Trig? I know we may have discussed this on the last. I mean, one. I have a couple ones, but um, mine's always that '70s show. Yeah, here's always the '70s show. Um, hmm. You know what? One of I, I thought one of one of my favorite ones, uh, Boy Meets World. I grew up with Boy Meets World. That's a good one. I like that. Something or pe- home or home improvement. <laughs> <laughs> Something. <laughs> Something people misunderstand about you. <laughs> what is something people misunderstand about people you? People misunderstand because I don't. People that haven't known me, you know, for the during well quarter century or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. Um, just it's the language thing. Really, I never. I always try to say something differently, mm. like. It's almost, you know, like improvisation. Right, I almost right. I almost feel like, you know, I almost feel like Miles Davis, you know, playing a trumpet. It's like <laughs> feel... it's like I can't say the same thing the same way yeah, all the time. Staged. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Trick something people misunderstand about hmm. you. I don't know. I, I, I put myself out there too much. I don't think anybody misunderstands anything about me. I think your wife misunderstands how nice a guy you are. <laughs> She seems to think you're pretty cold-hearted. 
<laughs> she does at times. Emotions, <laughs> emotionless. She does. <laughs> um. <laughs> so maybe Steve Austin should play you in there. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stone Cold. <laughs> or, or actually, or, are you 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 know with the twins? Are you using Cold Water Tide to save on your your energy bill? <laughs> no, no, but because because uh, iced tea and I see Stone, Stone Cold, Cold said so. <laughs> That's you know what? Those I've I've heard I've heard that I look like two people in my life though, uh, Andrew Whitworth. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah. And I've also heard that I look like Bam Bam Bigelow. Dude, that would be sweet. <laughs> 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 Bam, Bam Bam Bigelow. It's outstanding. <laughs> That's sweet. What celebrity annoys you the most? Give it a celebrity that you're just like. This person again. <laughs> again, I'm going to go back to Seinfeld because she had a couple uh, cameos on there. Kathy Griffin. Ah, oh. nice. Nice. She can be annoying for sure. I'm going to go with, uh, right now, Kanye West. Yeet. Mm. Uh, Yee West? I, I'm just like, why? Like, I don't know. It's annoying. It's annoying. <laughs> Mine's a... Uh, Right now is MGK, just because he's dating Megan Fox, and she's kind of a beep, and uh, he's, like, showing it to everybody else, running his mouth. I'm like, dude, just just play your kids, Bop, and just make everyone happy. <laughs> Favorite dessert? Any kind of, like, ice cream or, like, little ho-hos, some zebra cakes, cosmic brownies. Doesn't have to be a childhood thing, just any... I don't know. I'm, I'm with like because I'm not really a dessert guy. Oh, okay, okay. But I don't know. I, I really like rhubarb pie, like strawberry Ooh, okay. rhubarb pie. Interesting. I yeah, pie in a that long sounds really time. good. Yeah. yeah, long time. Trig, I'm a cheesecake guy through and through, man. Cheesecake. I like my cheesecake. All like just no specific type. Just give me cheesecake. I'm I like it. I like the regular New York slice cheesecake. Okay, awesome. Yeah, <sighs> I love cheesecake. Yeah, Heineken mint chocolate chip ice cream. A secret that many people may not know. A secret that many people do not know. Something about you would like to reveal about yourself that people do not know. Well, it's weird. I mean, because of my background, it's weird to be the one that's answering questions uh-huh. as opposed to asking, asking health <laughs> health insurance questions. <laughs> uh, something that I guess that most people would not know about me was in college, I would have interviewed Jerry Springer. Really? Yes. Cincinnati mayor, huh? Cincinnati, disgraced <laughs> Cincinnati mayor and talk show host that was uh, kicking the tires on running for governor. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, in 2000. That's so. interesting. That's cool. What were you uh, like interviewing him for? He was he was on campus at Toledo and was literally kicking the tires on running for governor. Yeah. So it would have been. <laughs> That's awesome. I guess it would have been in '99. Okay. When that when that happened, but it would have been for the uh, 2000 Ohio gubernatorial race. That's cool. Yeah. That is awesome. Treg, a secret that not many people know. Um, hmm. That's a good so one. You don't have don't... to answer this. one could be more for our guest. Yeah. What is the dumbest purchase? Du- sorry. What is the dumbest purchase ever made? Something you purchase <laughs> and you decide. 
<laughs> yeah, I probably should have done that. <laughs> uh, and I did it twice. Oh, great. <laughs> nah, I'm not going to use that one. <laughs> All right. A few select people out there would, would know what I'm alluding to there. <laughs> Dumbest purchase. Hmm, I'm trying to think mm. what I've done too. Dumbest purchase. Made a lot. A select. Yeah, I'm just going to run with that because a select few people out there would know what what I'm talking about. So I'm just going <laughs> to. Okay. I'm going to ride with. That. I'm going to ride right. with that, and they will know. Trig, dumbest purchase I ever made. Um, it would have to be. I mean, just because of the expense of it, and then me losing money on it would be mm. uh, cars that I bought. I, I had a car that was a complete lemon uh, that I've bought before. Um, that was probably my worst purchase I've ever made. Really? Yeah, it was. It was a. It was a family vehicle that I got, and we literally had to get rid of it within a month. Damn. Of buying it. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I can sympathize that with that because <laughs> yeah. my, as far as the car thing, my dad, he bought a. It was, and it was like it was slightly cheaper, and it was the biggest lemon ever. <laughs> he could have bought a Trailblazer, a Chevy Trailblazer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. He bought a 1977 Plymouth Trail Duster. <laughs> wow. Not a blazer, a duster. A trail duster. <laughs> Plymouth. Is that a plane? <laughs> it was there. It was Plymouth. It was Dodge's oh, version man. of a Chevy Suburban. Oh, wow. Wow. A trail duster. It was red and white. It looked great. <laughs> However. But it was dull. Yeah, you needed iced tea to have the uh, car shield on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, what is your favorite board game? Your favorite board game like Monopoly or Sorry or right? Yeah, I, I mean that's a tough game. one. I would shoot some. I, I mean, Mono- yeah, Monopoly, Scrabble, a Trivial lot of good Pursuit. Ones out there. A lot of good ones. I would probably yeah, I would probably say Monopoly because I mean I, we always played that as a. As kids, I like the game Monopoly. that never ends too. Yeah, we play a marble game at our in our house. Yeah, what's that called? Just marbles. We just call it marbles. Yeah, but you it's like, but it's just like sorry. But we're but uh, my wife's whole family's huge on it. Huge on it. Like they have like tournaments almost every Sunday. We okay. Play. Yeah my my in laws and my wife are totally into board games, yeah. and I mean we did it, but it wasn't. First time it went to the level of yeah that yeah. they take it. Now my now my my side of the family is big into card games. Rook Rook is our big card game that we like to play. We'll play it. Never in, we'll play endless hours um, anytime we're together. My wife's family's big game is marbles, and the first time I played marbles, I got so into the game it was Christmas uh, morning. Or it was Christmas day, but we played into the next morning until oh, about five a.m. We played. We played twenty three games straight. Wow! Just just drinking and and play. I mean, it was good God. It was one of those where you, I feel like we drank so much beer, but I was still sober. You know? Yeah. You ever been there? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Never. <laughs> I can't say I played twenty three rounds of marbles till five a.m. <laughs> either. So we did. We did. It was crazy. <laughs> you know who you are out there. <laughs> you were with me. <laughs> All right, um, finish the phrase, the way to my heart is. That's an easy one. The way to my heart is definitively 
Notre Dame football. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> so Fighting Irish killing yes. it, dude. So my wife, we went, we, she went to her first game on Saturday. Oh, that's uh, always fun. For, yeah. Hell uh, yeah. It was. This Saturday? This, this past Saturday, okay. yeah. Um, drove over to South Bend, spent the night at uh, a place a, downtown. They, actually, it's at a the growing du- area. It's improving. Yeah, it really is. Well, just a, so we stayed at the Morris, I believe it is. Yeah, the Morris Inn. It's on campus. Yeah, so we yeah. had we actually had a, a drone job that we did uh, in South Bend, and that's where they put us up at. Yeah. And um, we uh, we noticed they were building new complexes right across the street from the university. Yeah, it's am- it's amazing what they've done as far as building that up that over probably, the last... That was probably three, four years ago. Yeah, last 10, 15 years. I mean, even in the last five years, as far as the the Eddy Street Commons project that they have going mm, on over yeah. there, it's just been amazing as far as really improving, you know, the qual- <laughs> the quality of life of, you know, the kids that, that yeah, are there. Yeah, I mean, campus life. Obviously, yeah. you know, it's great school, you know... History. St- storied history as far as you know at some of the athletic programs mm-hmm. yeah. um i never realized how close you know you watch you watch that movie um ah uh, Ru- rudy rudy, I rudy <laughs> okay. yes i couldn't think of it but yeah you watch the movie rudy i didn't realize sacred heart was that close you know when we we actually you know toured around and stuff like that mm-hmm. and yeah sacred heart is right there yeah yeah, it's literally right across the street. Really? Yeah, pretty close. That's awesome. I mean, I like, there's no like idea. an engineering building, and then Sacred Heart's entrance, <laughs> like, is right there. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> well, Holy Cross, you mean? Or right? Holy Cross? Yes, yeah. yes, Holy Cross. Sorry. Yeah. 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 It's uh, yeah. It's it's just it's a really impressive piece of piece yeah. of real estate that, yeah. that sits there. <laughs> you know, it was yeah. I mean, it sits there in, in kind of uh, you know the middle of South Bend, but yeah. I was, actually, I actually great. have something for you that I will send you later today in an email. Okay. You yeah, you know, appreciate. and and if I can can give a plug here, and as far as the the tumbler that we got, and just Meow. the love of Notre Dame football. Hey, hey, um, hey. Yeah, there's. It, it's not. It's not a mistake that that's yeah. navy and gold as far yeah. as the way that we did that. Right. <laughs> and I, I'm also a huge baseball fan, so the the E that's on there is you know kind of an ode to my Detroit Tigers and the the old English D. Nice, so. nice. So yeah, Notre Dame football, Detroit Tiger baseball. That would definitely be. I'll send you a co- I'll send you a copy of that. I also sent a copy of that to uh, Dan Wilson, who's a big Notre Dame. fan. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome. the picture that we took uh, of uh, Notre Dame Stadium with our drone. And who's what's that? That's my signature. Oh, that's yours. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So no one can. T- I thought it was, I thought it looked like Paul Horning or something. No, it's, well, like, it's it's Rain's AP. Okay. <laughs> no one can take <laughs> like, oh, credit. It's tremendous. My picture. Yep. 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 <laughs> All right. Next question. Uh, what? <laughs> that's tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't take that picture, Chris. I did. <laughs> <laughs> what story do you tell the most often? <clears throat> I know this goes back to you saying you try to improvise a lot of stuff. I know, and that's ooh. One of the stories that I tell an awful lot, just because uh, you know, growing up, my favorite band was Led Zeppelin. So I had this really, had this really bizarre experience where I I came home uh, from college. I think it was for the summer, and I had I had all my stuff in my car, my old Pontiac six thousand <laughs> that I had. <laughs> And uh, my buddy, who owns uh, Route 33 Rhythm and Brews outside of town, okay. had Jason Bonham, 
So you have the son of John Bonham, you know, who, who died at age 32, mm-hmm. the, the legendary drummer of Led Zeppelin. So yeah. his son's playing at the show that I wasn't able to get back in time to see. Aww. And I met up with my buddy, Hollywood Todd Brown, mm-hmm. at the Waffle House. And they end up, uh, Ron and Terry Leininger went with Jason and his band out to the Waffle House to eat. And kind of my cheeky move, because they had a jukebox at that time, and they uh-huh. had a couple Led Zeppelin songs on there. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to I'm gonna be that guy yep. and see if I get a smirk or a sneer <laughs> from Jason Bonham. So I played Four Sticks, which is a legendary song, you know, that uh-huh. his, his dad is literally playing four drumsticks yeah. in the, the castle uh, walk stairwell. And Jason took the bait. He loved it. I ended up giving him a ride and his uh, guitar player a ride over to the Super 8 Motel here in Wapakoneta. And I'm like, so it's this moment where, you know, okay, you're in Wapakoneta. You know, nobody, this flyover country, nobody thinks that this is a cool place, even though, you know, first man on the moon's from here. First guy to ever refuse an Oscar. The guy who has the lowest ERA in the history of Cincinnati Reds baseball. (laughs) Nobody knows that. Nobody gives a shit about that. (laughs) So you have to arrive in this moment and do the coolest thing possible. Well, I happen to have, it's so long ago, I mean, it would have been like 1999. Mm -hmm. I have a cassette player in my Pontiac, and I have a bootleg cassette of James Brown. (laughs) <laughs> from 1974, and that was his dad's favorite artist, him and John Paul Jones, the rhythm section oh, awesome. of Led Zeppelin. Cool. They loved James Brown, so I pop it in, and Jason Bonham is playing air drums to a live version of It's a Man's World <laughs> yes. it's a man's with, with Bootsy Collins playing bass because <laughs> yeah. him and his brother Catfish. Catfish is playing guitar, Bootsy's playing bass. Olympia Theater. It's like March eighth, nineteen seventy four. I popped that in, and uh, you know those guys. It was they were like kids in a candy store. They couldn't believe. They're like, oh my god, I can't believe that you have this. And that's that was, so that's, awesome. Yeah, that's my go to store. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting. I got goosebumps right now just thinking about yes. about awesome. that, that moment. That's so cool. That is the story to definitely keep telling most often. That's for sure. Yeah, golly, for sure. Treg. Um. So one of. One of my stories that I that I like to tell a lot is the story of when we went to a Cincinnati Bengals game uh, versus the Steelers that night. It was a Monday night game. Um, after the game, we first off we had media passes. I was working for WTLW at the at the time. Oh, cool. Uh, we were and we were you know we were able to interview players and stuff like that and talk to players and stuff. After the game, we decided that we were going to have a drink and uh, stay in Cincinnati. So. Was that the game when Nugent missed like three field goals? No, it was not that one. Okay, no, no, because <laughs> that was Monday night and I was there, so I was yeah, going to yeah. see. If well, we it, were... I can't remember. I'm sorry, I can't remember because if it you was guys were there the whole time. We did. Uh, we did lose that game. I know we lost the game. That's Damn. all I remember. I mean, I can't remember what year it was. Though. Okay, Palomali was still playing. Yeah. Oh wow. So. I can't remember what year it was. It, you know what? It could have been. It could have been. Did the Bengals make a tremendous comeback and almost win the game? Do you remember that aspect of it? I don't. Because the Steelers blitzed out to this lead. There was a bunch of Bengals fans that that left. 
that vacated Paul Brown Stadium at the because I was at a Monday night game with my brother Todd, yeah, uh, and our dad, and then a, a family friend who was also a Steelers fan. Well, this, so this would have been like 2010, 2000. Uh, yeah, it would have been 20. No, yeah, it would have been 2010, 2011. It might around. have been the same game. Might have been the same game. Then. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. So yeah, yeah. So anyway, we were uh, we were on the field for the game for the most part. Um, and then we went up to the press box, got some free Skyline chili. We talked about that before. Um, but anyway, after the game, we go and we go to this bar, okay? And <laughs> there's two parts to this story, actually, though. But we go to this bar, and um, I take off everything that I was wearing that day because we, you know, we wore like WTLW like uh, polos and stuff like that. Um, took all that off. We changed. We decided we were going to stay in Cincinnati. We had friends that lived there. We went to a bar right after the game. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking, like within 45 minutes, we were at the. Bar. Well, no, I take that back because we did interview some players and stuff before the game. I think it was that game because Mike Nugent did not want to talk to us because he missed the field goal. <laughs> I think I, it was the exact same game. Now, now that I Damn. think back, yep, it was. Um, ben Roethlisberger would not talk to us at all. He was a dick to say the least. And, <laughs> Makes sense. Um, Makes sense. He, he, yeah. So, but. Anyway, uh, but we did talk to some other players and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. Um, there was a linebacker, I believe, who played for the Steelers who was from our area at the time. Oh, right on. I can't remember who it was. Mm. Or maybe it was for the Bengals. I can't remember. Either way, we go to this bar, sit down at this bar, and we're sitting there um, drinking. And this guy who owns the bar looks at me and he goes, oh, my God. I'm sorry, man. It was a bad game. I was like, yeah, yeah, it sucks. You know, he goes, yeah. He goes, will you drink my drink that I made? I said, I look at my buddy. I'm like, yeah, I'll drink your drink. No problem. He goes, all right. He goes, do you mind if I announce it? I was like, no, man. I'm just, you know, me, I'm thinking, I'm like, this is hilarious. I'm like, this guy's just like, a, like he's really proud of this drink. <laughs> you know what I mean? He goes, so he goes, he literally goes, everybody shut up. Andrew Whitworth's gonna try my drink right now. Thought you were Andrew. He thought I was Andrew Whitworth, dude. From the Bengals. I kid you not. My buddy who's sitting right next to me, who works for WTLW, looks at me. He goes, "We're gonna have a great night. Yes, great night." So I like chug this guy's drink. It was literally another. It was literally nothing but liquor. It was like, um, it was like Smirnoff mixed with like. Pink lemonade vodka is all it was. Mm-hmm. And I like chug it, and he was just like, oh, thank you. He's like, can we get pictures? So I took pictures with all these people at this oh, bar. Oh, my God. I walk outside. and I wonder if he still has the pictures of you and oh, realize. Oh, I'm sure. I, I don't even know what the bar was called, though. I can't even remember. <laughs> any of I mean, like, I, I wasn't, wasn't because I was drunk. It was just, it was such a, I felt like it was such a fast-paced time frame. Right, you well, know? you're a superstar, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it goes quick. There wasn't much around then. No. At that time. No, and so was, I, I suspect that it might have been the in between. I'm not sure. It was just, it was like, that it was, was kind of like a that dive. That is hilarious. The, it, yeah, it, it's a divey bar. I mean, okay. which I, I mean, I like those kind of settings, yeah. but. And there was like but, a little but, sitting but, area outside. Bef- 
before kind of that pop-up town in between the yes. stadiums yeah. and, you know, the Holy Grail and some yeah. of that other the stuff. Banks. Yeah. 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 Uh, the in-between was like the only game in, the only game in town for Reds and Bengals games yeah, there but for a while. It could have been that. I'm not sure. Um, I remember they had like a little sitting area outside. It was a little colder that night. I remember that. But I remember walking outside and there's a guy with a Palomalu jersey. That's why I said I remember Palomalu was playing at the time. <laughs> This guy had a Palomalu jersey on. He goes, hey, he goes, I know that I'm wearing this jersey, but will you sign it for me? And I Damn, said, you thought you were... And I said, sure, no problem, buddy. <laughs> did, you sign your, did you sign your name? No, I signed Andrew Whitworth's oh, name. Oh, <laughs> dude, I would have straight signed my name. I would have signed my name. Oh, <laughs> nice. That is hilarious. And, I, and we dude. left, and we left, and we just and it's just a story that we that we have now. But it was hilarious. What's even but what's even better is is the week after that, at the time, Zach Calaris was the Cincinnati quarterback for the Cincinnati Bearcats. Yeah, yeah. My buddy Josh, you know Josh mm-hmm. Cockrell, looks just like Zach Calaris. Ah, that's funny. We go to a bar that night. And there is a bartender who thinks my buddy is Zach Calaris. And he goes, dude, Zach? And my buddy's like, no, Josh. He goes, you don't got to lie to me, buddy. <laughs> he's, he's like, drinks on me all night. <laughs> he's like, I am Zach. But that literally happened the very next weekend. Yeah. That's insane. awesome. Absolutely That's insane. sweet. All right, I got two more uh, rapid fire, and we'll go into Would You Rather. Would you ever appear on a reality show? Absolutely not. No, no nothing. <laughs> he said absolutely not. No, no, no reality show at all, huh? No. Flavor flame. <laughs> Treg. Uh, depending on what it is, like I don't. Yeah. Road maybe. rules. I don't know. Probably not. Ten strangers in a house together. <laughs> Get to know each other for the first time. Okay. I don't know if I want to be in reality. I guess it all depends, too. Yeah. Have you ever won a contest? Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I guess I, I won some spelling bees. All right. Hell yeah. <laughs> when I was at... Uh, counts. St. Joe Elementary School here in Hell Trig, have you actually? I'm gonna I'm gonna say Trigs. Yes, because I know uh, one of Trigs. Uh, back in high school, I think we were a junior class, and um, it was like all the schools <laughs> against each other, and he was nominated. It was, for, all, it was all the classes against us. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. nine through twelve. Uh, certain s- certain games. Long story short, he got nominated to put your uh, face in a pie to get a piece of gum out, pull the gum out, chew it up, and blow a bubble. And Trig was. Number one, baby. Woo! You, you got to tell him how I won, though. Oh, you really want me to give it away? Go ahead. Is it too soon? No, no. This mf'er already <laughs> had a piece of gum in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he literally walks by me. He's like, I'm like. <gasps> so as soon as he he's down there for like two seconds, like oh. <laughs> Number one, I'm like woo. Junior! Easiest contest ever. <laughs> Read it in week. <laughs> so it's a little too late to get our titles taken away from us now. <laughs> but that was the last uh, rapid fire. This is would would you rather. You ready? It's would you rather time. Would you rather never eat watermelon ever again or be forced to eat watermelon with every meal? It's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 
Never again or for every meal. Watermelon. I, I, I mean, I like watermelon, mm-hmm. but yeah, I could I could go without. I would yeah. I would go the other way. I would eat it with every meal. Really? Yeah. I like, okay. I could I like watermelon. It's probably one of my favorites. I I enjoy watermelon, but I mean, I I would probably just end up eating it for breakfast. I'd probably just end up eating it for lunch, and then I'd have it as a dessert for dinner. <laughs> just watermelons so much. I, I could do watermelon. So you won't even have watermelon on the side. You'd just be like, "This is my meal." Yeah. All right. <laughs> watermelon for Trig, not for Chris. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to go with none for me as well. I can live without it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Would you rather get a paper cut every time you turn a page or bit your tongue every time you ate? Like you eat food. Bite your tongue every time you eat. Paper cut every time you... Ah, ah. <laughs> or every time you take a bite of something, you're like... Mm. Man. Wow. That's a tough one. Yeah, that's brutal. But I would. <laughs> Can brutal. you wear gloves? No, no. Damn. I, 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 yeah, as as a guy who's worked in an office for <laughs> two decades, <laughs> so I can do a lot of eating yeah, and a I've, lot of page flipping. I've, I've, yeah, I've had uh, I've had a lot of paper cuts. It's a tough one, but yeah, <laughs> I could I could deal with paper cuts. I I, I couldn't deal with yeah biting yeah, my hate tongue. I bite my tongue every time. Yeah. I, I think that's what I'm gonna do too. Is I'm gonna do paper cuts. I'm gonna yeah, take I the would paper have, cuts. I would have to do paper cuts for sure. I would hate to bite my, like, oh, my mm. favorite food and just like your mouth is just like ground beef because yeah. you're just biting your mouth so much. <laughs> your tongue. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Would you rather have a photographic memory or an IQ of 200? A photographic memory or an IQ of 200? I would say photographic memory. You just remember everything you see? Yeah. Okay. Trig? Yeah, I would go with the photographic memory as well. Really? Yeah. I feel like that would do more justice than having an IQ of 200. What's the highest of two, like the IQ you could have? Like what standardizes being pretty intelligent? I mean, 200 is pretty high. Yeah, 180s. Yeah, 180s like Albert Einstein. Oh, so 180. Okay, okay, okay. I just didn't know what the peak is, man. I'm no yeah. Einstein. Yeah. So you guys are going with the photographic memory then? Yeah. I mean, if I could look at a book and remember it word for word, why do I need an IQ of 200? That's that's true. Correct. That's yeah. very true. I, sound, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm neither one, so <laughs> I'll pick one or the other. I'll be pretty lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, that's would you rather be always stuck in traffic but find a perfect uh, parking spot or never hit traffic but always take forever to park? So always be stuck in traffic but find that perfect parking spot or never be stuck in traffic and always take forever to park? Hmm. <laughs> I hate being stuck in traffic. God, so I can, I, I, can, I can deal with... The aimless wondering of finding a parking. I did spot. that a lot in Texas. Yeah. I would rather, I would be the opposite. You would rather. I'd be rather stuck, be stuck in, traffic in traffic and then find that perfect parking spot. Yeah, because I hate, especially like if I'm like, all right, I need to get in here and get what I need and go. Mm-hmm. Then I do not want to be aimlessly looking around for a parking spot. If I'm if I'm in looking for a parking spot for more than two minutes, uh-huh. my day's over. Oh god. <laughs> 
Yeah, I might have to do. I'm gonna have. To, I don't know. Have a malfunctions over there. I it looks don't like. want to be stuck in traffic. We're <laughs> <laughs> we gonna get the stage guy. Come in here and help. I think I've been, I I been gentle with it. Oh, he's I'll, good. He's good. I'll get through it. <laughs> all right, all right. Would you rather go on tour with Elton John or Cher? Elton John or Cher, would you rather go on tour with? Tiny mm. Dancer? Or are we going with... Uh, well, I mean, I... Believe in love after love. <laughs> Believe well that would that would clearly be a song that that I do not need to hear for the rest of my life. So probably Elton John. I would go with Elton John. Yeah, because I mean, you tell Sheriff like we can go on tour as long as you don't sing this song. Right. I mean, Matt. Yeah, because I mean, I love like Elton John's first five albums. I mean, yeah. that's required. That's required listening for that's everybody. Stuff, I mean, it's a prerequisite in the music. Yeah, Mad- Madman Across the Water and, yes. and all that. Yeah, yeah, that's easy. Elton John. Yeah. Okay. I would have to say the same. Yeah, same here. Not, I love, a, not a big Cher fan anyway. I don't mind Cher. It's just. Uh, Elton John seemed like he'd be way more entertainingly fun. <laughs> I would just ask her, like, why do you lick your lips all the time? <laughs> <laughs> all right, last like she one. She just got done eating a Red Hot every day. Oh, Cher does? Cher she, she, <laughs> licks her lips a lot? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, she does a... <laughs> Check that out. Uh, all right, last would you rather. Would you rather have a permanent splinter under your big toenail or have a permanent bad haircut? <laughs> Would you rather have a permanent bad haircut or a permanent splinter under your big toenail? Permanent pain? I would or? have to. Yeah, I'd have to go with permanent bad haircut. Bad haircut? And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make a joke about my barber, <laughs> who, who is a dear friend. So, <laughs> shout out to Randy's barber shop, Randy hey, Barhorse. Hey. So, yeah, no, I, w- with all the steps that I take, especially with the officiating stuff, yeah, there's no way I could live with a splinter. <laughs> no way. So you're going bad haircut. Permanent yeah, because, I mean, I can, I can hide. Yeah. With the, with, yeah, with the, yeah, with the exception yeah. of basketball, I could hide uh, <laughs> under my hat. So. Treg? Yeah, man, I'd splinter, have to go, I'd have to go with the haircut. Splinters sucked. Yeah. They suck. I had one, actually, when I used to work at um, – UPS when I was loading packages in their trailer, I went to go pick up one, a box, and my finger went across the bottom and it's all bored and a piece of wood it went under my fingernail and you could see it going almost all the way through my nail. I think that's when I got depressed. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, that was actually the job I worked at. But, oh, uh, really? But yeah, it was, it was one of the worst pain feelings ever. Oh to gosh. have a splinter under the, uh, uh, like under the nail, so I can't imagine I under it. the big toe. So I believe it. Oh! All right, hey, we want to thank you all for coming out and uh, watching or listening to episode fifteen. Wow, one Chris five. Ewald. Thanks for having on from Ewald Financial. Having Services. us on your show, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's been. A- <laughs> no, it's been a good. It, it's been it, a pleasure. It was, uh, yes. I learned a lot. I again, I don't know. I don't have life insurance, so I want to definitely get it with him. Yeah, the we'll do that. There you go. <laughs> Thanks for checking out episode fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the social guys here, Treg and Adam. Thanks again to Clue Studio for sponsoring the show. Thanks. Uh, check us out on TikTok, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Oh, and Adam now has our Instagram up and ready to roll. Yep. Trying to get all 
all social guys platforms ready to rock. So yeah, yeah. Facebook's always always popping as usual. Mm-hmm. Stop by there. So give us a follow. Out. Give us a like. Check us out. You won't be disappointed. If you're watching this for the first time, welcome. Yeah. Hello, we're on 15. Hello, we're on 15. Didn't think we'd make it this far. Numero 15. <laughs> All right, thanks for joining us, guys. See ya! Bye.